93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, November 26th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. New Jersey-based AC Moore announced it will close all of its more than 145 stores. The company based in Berlin, Camden County, is no longer taking online orders as of Monday, but will ship orders that have already been placed. CEO Anthony Piperneau said, for over 30 years, our stores have been servicing the creative community with a vast selection of art and craft materials with one common focus, the customer. I love AC Moore. Yeah. Yeah. We go probably maybe once a week or every yeah. other week at least. That was, you know what, that's my craft store. I like it um, much better than some of the other ones. But More be, than Michael's? Because, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? You it? know what, it, it's, it was cheaper. That's why I liked AC oh, Moore. Okay. It was cheaper than some, you could get some of the same things. Um, Michael's has a little more variety. Yeah, but, my wife would go to, to both. and with, uh, Michael's was closer, so we'd end well, up that, at Michael's more. That's what it yeah. is, out of convenience. There's no AC Moore for, that's close to me. I, I would have to go case to the one in yeah. Delaware County near you or like, you know, if I was heading back to Bucks County, I would go to the one that's there, but <laughs> See, just we have one that's close to us. <laughs> yeah. This sucks. Yeah. Yeah, this is a bummer it's for me. It's a shame. Yeah. And also you know just, what? The people being out of... Now, some of those people are going to be absorbed into the Michaels, but yeah. it's still, it sucks. There's a lot of stores to close. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you which one is, is closest. I... I I, I just know it's a craft store. The craft store is next to the uh, the PetSmart and the Giant. I don't know if it's an AC Moore or Michaels. They're, oh, they're, really? they're, they're basically, in my mind, they're the same exact thing. You know thing. I, I don't even do really crafts, but I go, and my wife gets so excited, she walks around, and I'm like, she's buying, oh, look at these, styrofoam balls. <laughs> I have, like, a closet filled with stuff from AC Moore and Michaels that, like, I pulled out a bag the other day, and I'm like, I wonder what I was going to make with these. Oh, uh, yeah. Same with Claire from, from the, uh, the Arts and Crafts store. Oh, this is for candles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, we've got my daughter really in art, so we're constantly buying canvas and paints and yeah, brushes yeah. and all that stuff all the time. So are they going to have like huge blowout sales then? Or? You know what? I don't know. So unfortunately... Prices have never been lower? Given the headwinds facing many retailers in today's environment, it's made it very difficult for us to operate and compete on a national level. Mm-hmm. Michael Craft Stores will assume the leases up to uh, 40 AC Moore locations on the East Coast and a distribution center. Those 40 locations will remain open under the Michael's name uh, in 2020, but the individual stores have not yet been chosen like so the ac Moore um that i do go to sometimes in bucks county is right next door to a michael so obviously that one's going to be absorbed uh, oh so arts and crafts is or obviously that, that's uh, you have stores that are supported is that an you don't you go to the store for arts and crafts supplies you don't order online right i mean, I mean you can yeah there was an online um function for ac Moore was there and for okay. michaels as well yeah sometimes they don't have like for instance if you're trying to spell out merry christmas and you're missing the m you have to order it online <laughs> okay all right i can see that but i i know what you're saying steve like there are some things that just lend itself to going, just to, going to the store, store. Yeah, 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 and yeah. then there's other things where you're like right, let me just go to the store so i can <laughs> so i know exactly what i'm getting size wise right and all that sort right of stuff. right yeah. The move will allow AC Moore employees in the locations that they choose uh, to keep open under the Michaels name. Uh, they'll give them the opportunity to keep their jobs. No time frame was given on that transition or the closing of the chain's other stores. AC Moore's parent company, Nicole Crafts, has partnered with Gordon Brothers and brought on a chief re- uh, reconstru- restructuring officer to assist in the closing. AC Moore opened its first store in Morristown, Burlington County in 1985. In April of 2017, the company opened a 27,000 flagship store at the corner of Broad and Chestnut Streets in Center City. The company currently has more than 5,000 employees. 
Two people were killed inside their Berks County home by a man who then set himself on fire in a nearby garage, state police said Monday. Police in Berks County say the three bodies were found after crews were dispatched to the 900 block of Chestnut Street in Union Township shortly before 5.30 on Saturday. Police identified two of the deceased as 60-year-old Ira Reed Jr. and 63-year-old Joanne DeLuca. Investigators said both died of blunt force trauma injuries before the fire. The weapon used was a hammer, police said. The identity of the third person has not yet been made public but authorities said that there was no lingering danger to the public. Is this the guy who also killed the pets as well? Yes, it is, Steve. Yeah, police said it's believed that the man poured a flammable liquid on himself and then set himself on fire in a detached garage. Authorities said that there were multiple dogs that were found with their th- throat slashed and two cats were stomped to death. Oh, Berks God. County DA, right, John Adams, came short of saying uh, DeLuca's son was behind this murderous rampage, but he did say this case was all but closed. Neighbors said a family of three, a couple and their adult son, moved to the property several years ago after losing their southern New Jersey home in Superstorm Sandy. Bill Cosby says he's prepared to serve his 10-year maximum sentence for sexual assault rather than show remorse for a crime the comedian says he didn't commit. Cosby is serving three to ten years in a, I'll show him. in a state prison near Philadelphia after a jury last year convicted him of sexually assaulting a Temple University employee in 2004. Preston, you live close to him. Could you go talk I'll some, sense, yeah. go talk some sense into him if you, know you could? What, though, he, I'll bring that's him like, some pound cake well, and we'll Preston's sit down here. talk a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just a stubborn old man. He's not. He is not going to admit no, to no. it. He's saying he did not do no, it. No, he's he's got his legacy. You know what I mean? His career. The, 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 and Leonard he, the, Part Six. Well, you know, I mean, no. Listen, he was one of the greatest stand-ups of all time. One of the greatest comedian minds of all time. And he's he's not going to. No, not gonna no. Bow, even though he's been found guilty because he's America's dad and go. was America's dad for a long yeah. time. And so he won't he won't relinquish that. He's oh. he, in his mind. This is uh, this is uh, nothing wrong. The 82-year-old says the Pennsylvania Parole Board is not going to hear me say I have remorse. Uh, so it's unlikely that he'll be released early. He I bet it. he listens to us, right, President? Don't you think so? <laughs> On a, maybe a little portable radio. Yeah, or somebody nearby there. He's got to be picking up yeah, something. something. Gotta listen somebody to on the block. There. Yes, I'm calling for the word of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I get one call. Bill? <laughs> he made the Might com- win Kathy's holiday yeah, uh, gift list. Yeah, you know, so exciting. <laughs> yeah. You don't. You can't go shopping. Uh, no, I can't make a lot of them. <laughs> he made the comments in a phone interview on Sunday with Black Press USA as he appeals his felony conviction and sex offender status. Legal experts say sex offenders typically must show remorse to be considered for parole. That usually helps. Yeah. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers lost to the Raptors last night in Toronto. Joel Embiid was held scoreless for the first time in his career in Toronto's 101-96 win. It was the first meeting between the teams since Kawhi Leonard's dramatic buzzer beater that bounced off the rim four times before dropping the winning basket in Game 7 of the second round of the playoffs. Last night, Embiid shot 0 for 11, missing all four of his shots from the three-point range and going 0 for 3 at the free throw line. The Sixers are back home tomorrow night with the game against the Sacramento Kings. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Flyers beat the Vancouver Canucks last night at the... 
sure did. Jake Voracek scored with 8.33 left in the third period to lead the Flyers to a 2-1 win over the Canucks. The Flyers took charge in the second with a 17-4 shot average and tied the game 5.54 into the period on a goal by Sean Couturier. Voracek's game winner came off a feed from Justin Braun and Carter Hart earned the win with 16 saves and 17 shots. The Flyers are on the road tomorrow night with a game in Columbus against the Blue Jackets. And last night in Monday Night Football, the Baltimore Ravens beat up on the Rams winning 45-6 in Los Angeles. Lamar Jackson matched his career high with five touchdown passes and ran for 95 yards and Baltimore routed LA for their seventh straight win to improve to 9-2 and on the season. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. Got a nice hot cup of Dunkin' right here. Casey's face on my mug. I'm all ready to go. I love it. I love it. Ready for a Tuesday morning. We have some guests on the program. We have some things to give away. We've got some information to share with you through the course of the day. It's a Tuesday. Casey just put this in front of me. So we're giving away a Preston and Steve tattoo. Uh, Text the word tattoo to 39333. You might win a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's tattoo. As far as our guests in the studio this morning go, uh, we have the authors of the Worst Case Scenario book, Survival Experience is the uh, event that's taking place at the Franklin Institute. And this book has all kinds of things said, little scenarios on how would you survive, maybe a bear attack or falling in an elevator or... All of that. They go, did of. you paranormal, too? Really? All, all of that stuff. Uh, so the, there's about, like, 30 books now in the series. We had them when they first came out. Preston, with that first book in 1999, we had them yeah. on the show. So we have David and Josh who are stopping by this morning. Uh, we are also going to have, from our sister station, Miss Debbie Calton coming by. Why? Because Debbie is retiring from broadcasting next week. Yeah. And she's had a really awesome long career, specifically at WMGK. Uh, so she's going to stop in this morning, and we're going to talk to Debbie and see, I love uh, it. see what's on her mind. She's yeah. getting ready to wrap up her career. Wow. That's hard to believe. Uh, we also have our friends from the Ridley House who are stopping by this morning. Uh, for a meet and eat, and we will have some giveaways in conjunction with those guys. Uh, they're on McDade Boulevard and Ridley, the Ridley House. So listen up for your chance to win some stuff from them. And I'm sure we have some other things that we can give away to you as well. And uh, we made some announcements about things that we're going to have to reiterate yeah. through the course of the morning. Like, let me see here. Hang on a second. The Christmas Miracle, we announced yeah. that yesterday. That is coming up. On uh, December 19th, the Parks Casino headed back there to the Excite Center. We used to do it in what was called the 360 Lounge. They changed that into their sports book. And then last year was the first time we did it in their Excite Center. It was awesome. It was really cool. Bigger and better. And so we will have your chance. Uh, we'll, we'll tell you about that a little bit later on. But just mark the date for now. It's going to be on Thursday, December 19th. And it is the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition as well. So your chance uh, to uh, win some stuff if you wear ugly sweaters. Uh, so we have these things and more. We're going to take a quick break, come back in a second. We'll get into the entertainment report, the stupid question. All that stuff is coming up when we get back. Make sure you stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
All right, we're going to give away a prize for the stupid question, and that's a family four-pack of tickets for the worst-case scenario. We are going to have, it's a survival experience now at the Franklin Institute. We're going to have the authors in later on this morning. Question that I have for you today uh, has to do with the St. Bernard dog. Mm, Beautiful dog. Of what breed group is the St. Bernard a part, according to the American Kennel Club? Two one five two six three WMMR. What breed group mm-hmm. is the Saint Bernard a part? According to the American Kennel Club, my one of my daughter's really good friends. They have a, a Saint Bernard. And whenever we go over to the house, the, the dog is just gigantic. Uh, yeah. it's, it blows just your mind how just the head, yeah. the head yeah. is the head. Both yes. your dogs together. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Court's sister, right, Caroline? Yes, uh, she. Uh, yeah, gigantic. Yep. All right, let's see if you know the group that they're in. Two one five two six three WMMR. So birthdays today. On Tuesday, November 26th, include a legend who is turning 80 years old, the one and only Tina Turner. Wow. Celebrates her birthday today. Her uh, birth name was Anna Mae Bullock. Uh, And, uh, yeah, she's a a dynamo, man. If you want a really, uh, now obviously it's a Hollywood depiction of her life story, but it's a pretty damn good one, uh, is What's Love Got to Do With It's an amazing movie. Yeah. It it, it really is. Angela Bassett is uh, spot on. Yeah. And, uh. God, the whole Ike, all Lawrence the stuff Fraser. she went through, man, oh man! Talk about being brutalized over the course of years by somebody yeah. who just mentally, physically, everything you could possibly do to someone, and yet she still triumphed. Yep, absolutely. And she was huge. And I mean, she had she had a great career in the 1970s, but once she went out on her own, the 1980s, she just had a gigantic resurgence of uh, on her own. What was the the this uh you better be good to me. She does with the guy from uh the fix, right? Oh, uh yeah, her and Cy Kernan did. Was that that was song? Was that that song? I don't remember. It's a really they, good song. They did a duo, yeah. yeah. Um but uh she she had a bunch of great tunes. So, uh happy birthday to the great Tina Turner. She's 80 years old today. Uh Rich Little, the actor and impressionist. Uh, regular on the Tonight Show. I loved him. He used to be on a show called The Copycats with uh three or four other Great uh, impressionist, yeah, and uh, like Frank Gorshin, who played the Riddler on okay. uh, the original Batman. But he's probably his list of impressions, uh, probably the lengthiest. It was vast, yeah, most definitely. Uh, so Rich Little, eighty-one years old today. Uh, John McVie, the bassist for Fleetwood Mac, the Mac of McVie, along with uh, love this band, Christine McVie mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they they were uh, uh, one of those groups that you know we had we had talked about in the past of you know with all these biopics of of uh, Queen and 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 uh, Elton John and so on who would be a good story Fleetwood Mac would <laughs> but Fleetwood Mac would need to be like a series yeah because everyone dated everyone at yeah. some point. And, and then, if, and then they all, when they split off too, they had their own successes, and then they came back together. So you could, you could explore some of that stuff. And Christine McVie dated Dennis Wilson, right? Oh, I don't know. Did she? Yeah. And then that when she was dating him, I think he he drowned when he was surfing. Wow. Uh, well, John McVie, the bassist, is uh, seventy four years old today. Peter Fazzianelli, hey! who played Carlisle Cullen in the uh, Twilight movie. You were Team Cullen, right? Of course. Yeah. Well, my dad's name is Cullen, or Cuthbert. Cuthbert is Cuthbert. Right. as Bill says. <laughs> yeah. Bill thinks my dad's name is Cuthbert. He's married to Annabelle. Oh, oh man, Kristen's mother's Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So Some much people about. call her Annabelle. <laughs> So much about that. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> Annabelle. 
I got. We got to get the doll so that when you pull the string on the back, you just hear that. We had the belt. I we know. Had the doll. I know. We know. Where did it go? Well, I, listen. With the big move and I all know, that, yeah, it might look, be in a bin somewhere. You always lose your cursed dolls in a move. <laughs> Peter Fancy in L.A. It was also in Six Feet Under. Ex-husband of Jenny Garth, by the way. Yes, forty-six years old. What? Yeah. And then the last birthday I saw is Rita Ora. Mm. Oh, I love her. Singer and actress. She was in the Fast and Furious 6. She was also in the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. Didn't see one of those movies. She's Not a, one of them. A solid singer, but she is very sexy. Yeah. Uh, she did actually a, a riff on the um, uh, the Mean Girls, the uh, number where they, they're singing and performing for the school. She did that, and uh, it's a phenomenal piece of video. I saw the first um, Fifty Shades. Was it good? Did you like it? I, yeah. It okay. Was like, okay. You know, and at the end, I was like, well, now I kind of want to know like what, what happens next. Were yeah. you surprised that it actually sort of lived up to the uh, boundary pushing that, you know, I, th- I thought they'd pull back a little bit, but it actually, it actually went a little further than I thought a mainstream yeah. release would go. Yeah. So. Well, uh, she's the sub in the first movie, right? Does she ev- eventually... Start taking on more of a role of the, uh, the dom. The dom. Yeah, by the third one, she's uh, driving Brodozer. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, Rita Ora. I love saying Rita that way. It's Rita. Twenty nine years old. Zuda. Zuda. <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question of what breed group is the Saint Bernard a part two one five two six three WMMR is number. So we will go to Chris for the answer. Hey, Chris. Hey, good morning. Morning, bud. So what breed of, uh, what group is the uh, the St. Bernard a part of? Is it the working group? The working dogs, yes. Yeah. I'm just a working dog. That's correct, Chris. Hang on. We're going to give you a family four-pack of tickets for the worst-case scenario survival experience now open at the Franklin Institute. You can order tickets. Just visit fi.edu. They do work, Preston. I actually saw one a piece of footage where a dog was punching in in the morning okay. uh, with a car. Oh, my God. Was there also a coyote that was... Yes, uh, okay. you're right. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally said morning, Sam, to somebody exactly. just today. They were right. very cordial, yeah. but then... During the work day, they were at each other's throats. I saw one of the construction workers in the hallway, and I was like, morning, Sam. Really? And, and as I was Anything? walking Any away, response? I don't, I'm like, because I was going into the bathroom. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I wonder if he understands that, uh, uh, that reference. This guy thinks my name is Sam. <laughs> it's really weird. It's, it's obviously a come on. This guy wants me to go into the bathroom. <laughs> All right, uh, okay, so we have appropriate music for this because I I didn't even know that it was last night, but apparently the finale and the Bachelorette alum, Hannah Brown and Alan Burstyn were crowned the winners of season 28 of Dancing with the Stars last night. It should have been Kate Flannery. It should have been. I was watching footage of Hannah, though, and I have to say she definitely... It's a solid dancer. I'm sure she earned yeah, it, yeah. But uh, we, we feel robbed. As much as I... Uh, she is hot. Man. She is. She is really I've come around hot. on that, press, and I, I wow. did not think so, watching mm. The Bachelorette. Yeah. But uh, Dancing with the Stars, yeah, I yeah. have to agree. So they beat out fellow finalists uh, Lauren Elena, Allie Brooke, and Kel Mitchell and their professional partners for the coveted Mirror Ball Trophy. 
Uh, I don't have any other real information to pass along other than the night also featured musical performances from Cher, Pitbull, and Neo. What a special night. Did anybody see Cher last night? I didn't see one second of it. Kate Flannery did, and she is a huge Cher fan. Is she? Yeah, and I she can was, see that. She was uh, what Pierre likes to refer to as God heading. She was just like nodding her head. <laughs> and so she was thrilled to be in the same room. I with love Cher. that. They're all going cool. to uh, GMA this morning. Is do you know if Kate is part I of that? No, I'll, I'll it, have to text her and find out. And they all because it's usually just the winners. Just okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, they said no. They said it would. Oh, so just the two of the, just the couple. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought it would be more than that. It might be though. Who knows. Right, Cher's we're looking, act, look, we're looking at Cher. She's still in pretty good shape, man. She looks great. Yeah. I mean, they haven't done any close-ups of her face. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a dwarf standing on her back pulling her cheeks. <laughs> but look at her bod, man. Yeah. She looks great. She looks, And she's wearing clothes like she would have back in the old Sonny and Cher show days. Except yeah. they're support. So they're having some fun with that. So, uh, interesting. Yeah, she's probably got her Spanx on underneath there. I got my Spanx oh, on. And look, Steve, The uh, uh, we're looking at the video footage. Look at the, the lights on the on the dance floor. It was the, the old Sonny and Cher. Yep. Uh, Yep. Logo. That's pretty cool. She's wearing an onk. You think well, she's actually singing? Yeah, well, what is she lip syncing? Isn't it I Got You, Babe? <laughs> is, is that what she's saying? Yeah, because the, they, this they have, isn't I Got You, Babe, to this song, right? I don't know. They have uh, video footage of Sunny up above her. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, I want to be one of those dancers. Uh, the, maybe the beat goes on? <laughs> You're never going to be one of those. I want to be one of those dancers. But look, they're having so much fun. Listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Kathy Romano. I told you, man, I want sometime when when Steve and I come out on, some, on stage at some event, I want a group of backup dancers. Like Go-Go. I well, want to be one like, of the backup no, like dancers. Iron Man, and when, oh. he, when he comes to the Stark Expo, yeah. and they're all you know, they're dancing around him and yeah. do that thing. Or I, like the, yeah, I want that. All right, yeah. so next blood drive, let's do that. Okay, when we come drive. out, yeah, it's too late to to get one together for the camp out for hunger. Is I think, it though? Have a whole routine ready to go. There's also not enough it? space, right? Is anybody listening who has happens to have an Iron Man crew of dancers ready to go? <laughs> Wait, I want to be in the crew. Yeah. I want to be one of the dancers. Let Kathy, so you can be the choreographer. Teach me the choreography. Okay, I, let's. You can be the miracle. Bob Fosse. That's we have. There's a big state. There's not enough space at the Christmas. I mean, at the camp out stage wise. But Christmas Miracle, there's a huge stage. The man's got a point. I, I have a great point. The man's got a point. Okay, uh, uh-huh. let's uh, let's file that one under who gets credit. <laughs> <laughs> and not do it. Annabelle. Annabelle. All right. Anyway, I can't believe he said that. Yeah. Oh, he didn't know. It's a story that I, I have to side with man. Bill on this one a little know? bit. No, I will ex- explain it. Yeah. I will explain, we'll explain it later. later. Yeah. He has no clue. Um, <laughs> Still a jerk move. <laughs> that that gentleman had autism. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> Bill Cosby is still insisting. Kathy hit this in the news, but I need some stories here. Uh, Bill is uh, still <laughs> insisting on his innocence in his first interview behind bars. A disgraced comedian insists that he is not guilty and that the jurors were imposters and that the trial was a setup. Oh, my God. Yeah. They were robots. The- <laughs> <laughs> we programmed to find a guilty verdict. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. The 82-year-old granted the interview with uh, Black Press USA saying that he wouldn't admit wrongdoing even if it would help him win parole. I get Black Press USA. They have a great uh, word jumble. Uh, He is serving up uh, for... Uh, to up to 10 years for drugging and molesting Andrea Constand in 2004. Acknowledging that his refusal will likely mean that he serves a full sentence, he said, when I come up for parole, they're going to hear me say that I have no remorse. So how, how old is he now? Stamp your form there, Sonny. 82. Uh, 82? 82, yep. All right. And how many more? So he has, what, another nine years? How many years left in? Uh... I don't know. 
That's he's, a good well, question. he's serving three to ten, Steve. So, so he, if he does, so if he serves the full, he'll be over ninety, right? But they won't do. They won't I do all ten. So. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Cosby, by the way, who calls his prison cell his penthouse, shared a typical Seriously? Saturday when he lectures inmates with "Man Up," a prison reform program. He said, "I go into my penthouse." And I lay down and I start to think about how I can relay a message and give it on Saturdays. And if you're not careful, you might learn something. <laughs> said that they would hear it and feel it, he says. Right, so. Kathy, aren't we going to have one of the victims in studio? Yeah, when is that? Maybe next January? week? Just, oh, yep. no, you're right. It's January. They booked it early because she's actually flying in um, a day early specifically to do our show. Oh, wow. It's Beverly... Um... Johnson, Johnston, something she's like that. She's a model, so she's one of you the. You booked it. She's one of the. I had to tell, but it, yes, <laughs> Beverly, and she's one of. Uh, she was uh, the first African American supermodel, right? When that uh, that classification came out, Beverly right. Johnson, lovely a woman, and she had a, a a story that she was like third or fourth in with her story of Bill Cosby, and the scenario was exactly the same. With all these women, wow! Well, yeah, that... she's she's going to be at the Delaware Theater Company. She's the world's first black supermodel, and yes, has the connection to Cosby and is fully talking about it. All right, very interesting. Okay, uh, well, I won't be listening that morning. <laughs> moving on, Twitter user, a guy named Sean Appald, has come forward as the mastermind behind the Mark McGrath video oh, really? that you may have seen or heard about. If not, we'll explain here, as well as a similar cameo breakup video featuring none other than Anthony Scaramucci. <laughs> So, the mooch. So here's the deal. There was a, there was a video that made the rounds. Nick sent it out to us yesterday. It's Mark McGrath of the band Sugar Ray, and it's one of these cameo videos where you can pay him a hundred dollars, and they'll say happy birthday to somebody, or give a little message, yeah. or plug a charity, or whatever it is. And it's Mark McGrath telling the story about this. He's the message is sent to a guy, and he's saying, "Hey, uh, this girl, I forgot the name that he had mentioned, uh, doesn't think that uh, this long distance relationship is going to work out, and essentially breaks up with this guy." Via video. Yeah, it was uh, Braden and uh, Cheyenne is the girl, supposedly. Turns out it was fake. It was mm. just made up. It was done mm. as a joke. Uh, so uh, apparently he had uh, he had ordered these. He received the cameo orders, and he posted both videos to Twitter on November 16th over a week before a separate tweet by another uh, user containing the McGrath video went viral. Uh, he said that video was a video I paid to have made as a joke. So he he may have been joking with somebody else and right. sent it to them as a joke, but now it's turned into this viral thing that wow, Mark McGrath just broke up <laughs> with this guy, yeah, yeah, for this girl. This guy's also he's done a few other cameo uh, videos like this as well. So yeah, that's what yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah. He did the Scaramucci, and he also uh, claims he ordered the same cameo message from Sonny Sandoval of the band POD. Yeah, but that he never shared the video outside of the app because it was quote extremely effing awkward. So Mark was in on the joke? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep, supposedly. In so, fact, McGrath posted, uh, he said his, uh, I think he said something to the order of, if you want legitimate messages, I will do those on He camera. said, uh, also doing real ones for the yeah. holidays, my brother, is what he wrote. So it turns out that it was <laughs> fake, but uh, it's easy to buy it. I yeah. mean, it looks, you know. How do I sign up? Yeah. What do you think I can charge him for a cameo video? This cameo thing is so wild, Preston, because yeah. it started off as something I thought, okay, this is a weird thing. Now with sports stars, with uh, people are picking up cash doing these dumb oh, yeah. things. It's been going on for a good while now, but but also people have been kind of sneaky. They've uh, I forgot who it was that they snuck in some kind of a uh, 
like a racist like message. A, yeah, an Aryan message yeah. Uh, of some type. It was an the, athlete that the person didn't know about. Yeah, and then they had to backtrack on that. And they said, "Dude, I didn't know." You know, it's it was code of some sort. Right. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> friends of mine from college, they uh, they get together for uh, Christmas dinner every yeah. year, and like they rent you know like a room at a restaurant. And they used this cameo thing for, you know, an invite. So they sent, like, a text oh, message fun. out to everybody. They have yeah. a celebrity do that? Yeah. I mean, and, and so I guess, you know, depending on your, your rages of, of celebrity, <laughs> right. I'm sure I don't even want to say who it was, but I'm sure it cost, like, 15 bucks for this one. Um, <laughs> Why do you not want to say who it is? Not because it's just it. You don't want to insult them. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't want to You don't want to insult him. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, but interesting. This one was fake, and uh, and everybody fell for it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Lindsay Lohan is mourning the loss of her former boyfriend, Harry Morton, uh, the 38-year-old founder of the Pink Taco restaurant chain. Uh, was found dead at his Beverly Hills home. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, people reports that Harry's younger brother, Matthew, found him. Yeah, there were no signs of foul play, and an autopsy report is pending. Did you see, though, that, and I don't know if this is any connection, but last week he went in for voluntary, or the week before he went in for voluntary nose surgery, like maybe, I'm assuming rhinoplasty or something. Okay. And uh, so they, they brought that up in one of the articles. Huh. Uh, 33-year-old Lindsay dated Harry in 2006. She shared a shot of them together on Instagram, writing Best Friends, Best Life. Uh, friends and family, including her father Michael, mother Dina, shared their condolences. Uh, the pair dated all summer during 2006 and were connected at the hip. A source told people that they split because Lindsay was too much drama. And uh, really, yeah, according to the source, they said at the time Lindsay did cut down on the parting, but uh, with her, it's all relative. Harry is sober. It wasn't the parting that broke them up. Harry's more low key and not into the same stuff she's into. By the way, he's the son. Of Peter Morton, who co-founded the Hard Rock uh, Cafe and Hotels. Yes. And it also been linked to uh, Demi Moore, Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, and Jennifer Aniston. So he was a bit of a socialite. Himself. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's very sad. Yeah. Young guy. Uh, let's see. Kim Kardashian. Oh! <laughs> sat down and chatted for a little bit with, the New-, with New York Magazine to discuss how she went from posting sexy bikini pics to molding national policies on prison reform. She left out the porn movie. Yeah, <laughs> right? And she's still she's still posting sexy bikini pics. Like she's not Thank evolved you. from that. Yeah, no, let's exactly. talk let's let me let me give you some of the excerpts. So this is her uh, speaking about her style evolution. I want to hear about this. She said another way that I measure my timeline, which is really ridiculous to a lot of people, but it's my reality. Totes ridiculous. She says, <laughs> "No, listen. She says is my glam periods." Mm. Her okay. glam periods is how she measures her timeline. She Have says, any of your periods ever been glamorous? Kathy? Nothing. It's it's like a murder scene. Nothing's <laughs> been glamorous. She Wait, said, oh. "No." In the beginning of the decade, I was always wearing Louboutin heels, so that was one of her glam uh, decade. Okay, one sure. of her her uh, her glam periods. The Louboutin period. Uh, it was always about big wavy hair parted down the middle. We were doing everything as sisters at that point. The trio of Courtney, Kim, and Chloe. Always leopard dresses and skin-tight Hervé Ledger, shopping at Intermix. And then I began kind of elevating from that. I didn't know who Corrine Rotfeld was. Oh, my God. It's so embarrassing. I know. To admit that. (laughs) And it took uh, took now husband Kanye, whom she connected with in 2012 and 2013, to really elevate her game, she says. Now, in her business... 
Kim says that she felt like she made it when her first perfume came out in 2010. She said, I will say about fragrance, that was always my mom's and my number one goal. We had dreamed of fragrance since the day we ever dreamed of anything. Elizabeth Taylor, you've made it, she says. On being a sex symbol, uh, she says it's not so easy. It can be complicated. I definitely see the things that I brought on myself, the biggest being the robbery. Uh, Just being flashy and oversharing with every move on social media, but I enjoy my life. Someone said to me the other day, what's it like being you? It's awesome, she says. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's awesome. awesome. Steve, let me ask you a question because you you've got a pretty keen sense when it comes to this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. The Kanye thing. Yeah. Uh, the when you saw what he was doing on Sundays, his Sunday services, yep. uh, and and where we're at now, and him kind of like doing that thing with Joel Osteen, which I don't, I, I'm not fully aware of the, like, uh, what the, he was the, doing. The, the, the televangelist. Yes. Yeah. So do. The, everything that they do is so calculated. Did they see a money grab in um, in faith? I don't think and so. You don't. You know, nah, okay, I think, you think this is legit. Legit. Yeah, I think wow. for him it's legit. It depends how people respond to it. That's their. You know, everyone can make the call. I'm. I'm. Um, taking a wait and see attitude. Okay. Uh, but uh, if it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, could it be? Hey, we're gonna find uh, faith. But if there's a profit to be made. I, I don't. I, who yeah, knows? Okay. I just think, yeah. I think everything here has been so calculated that I'm it's calculated like, more with them yeah. than it is with him. Sometimes I get the feeling he's the he's the classic loose cannon. Yeah. So this could be part of that. I think he sees himself as a messiah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I think that yeah. he is. Uh, I think that he's playing into that fantasy. All right. Now he's giving all all his praise to Jesus. Yeah. But I think eventually he's going to say he's channeling Jesus, and he is Jesus. Uh, now reincarnated Jesus. on Earth, he's Jesus. He he's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I, I think he's uh, and and he'll make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He'll make a lot of money uh, on negotiating her sexiness with Kanye. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, she says, "I don't know if it's the fact that my husband has voiced that sometimes too sexy is just overkill, and he's not comfortable with that." I listen to him and understand him still at the end of the day. He always gives me the freedom to be and do what I want. He's actually complained about uh, some of her more risque photos. But the funny thing is, he got interested in her. He's the first to admit through the porn tape. Uh, She said, but I have kind of had this awakening myself. I realized I could not even scroll through Instagram in front of my kids without full nudity coming up on my feed pretty much all the time. And I definitely contributed to that, she says. Well, get on my Instagram. It's a lot of pictures of cats. Yep. And uh, then on her regret, she says, none. I've never regretted it. I've always felt like I'm so grateful to have all those memories on camera. I guess she's talking about the show. Uh, I will look back and think, oh, my God, was I? what was I wearing? Why is my makeup like that? This is probably... And I'm going to say this, the worst interview that's ever been conducted <laughs> but I can in sit- the history of all interviews. But I can sit back and laugh and think that it's funny to see how much I cared and me wanting to be famous so badly. I can laugh at it now. Oh, my God, I was desperate, she says. So there you go. Peek into Kim's world, if you will. I'm sure you're a, a better person. That was an incredible peek. Uh, we peeled back the that. curtain and found out that she's so nuanced. Mm. All right, let's uh, move on to other pipples. Uh, Ian McKellen. Now now we're talking. Has entranced audiences for decades, but in his private life, the 80-year-old was a different person. In a new biography... Don't tell me he was Khloe Kardashian. uh, By Gary O'Connor, Ian McKellen, a biography, which drops today. Uh, The author delves into McKellen's past, including his time at Cambridge University. He's at Cambridge 
was great for me. All the many parts I had played there, and I loved for the first time going out in public and displaying my emotions. He says, according according to the biography, he said, I enjoy disguising myself as a closeted gay boy, he said. Uh, he was, per O'Connor's book, in the closet till 1988 when he shared his homosexuality in a radio broadcast in the U.K. So he kind of enjoyed playing that uh, that that role. Of being Today we're gay. playing Guess Who's Gay with Ian McKellen. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Ian, you're the only one in the room. Is it you? Yeah. As a matter of fact, it is. Mm. My boy. Uh, Johnny Depp has one less legal issue to wrangle. He has Good settled, for him. Yeah, he settled a $350,000 court battle with his former lawyers. Uh, according to court docs, Depp was sued by his former lawyers at Buckley LLP for an unpaid bill. It's a commercial that said demand rind, and I did. What is that? What? Demand rind. The man ran. He's a good lawyer. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Took me a second. You haven't seen it? I've seen it. Yeah. It's clear. It says Sometimes Demind- you're... Demind- that Demind- one I could not figure yeah. out. Yeah, Demindrin. Demindrin. Okay. Demindrin. Got it. All right. Uh, Depp had hired uh, Buckley to represent him uh, on a $30 million suit against his former entertainment lawyers. He was licensed to Mastit. What? Oh, my God. Do it again? Licensed to Mastit. Oh, he's licensed in your state. Exactly. <laughs> I wish I spoke your language, bro. I don't speak Depp. <laughs> I don't speak. You sound sort of Deppish. Yeah. Uh-uh. I don't speak it. Uh, but uh, it was a $30 million suit against his former entertainment lawyers, Bloom Herget. Uh, Kendall Jenner's family. Ah! <laughs> You're taking us back? I should have put those two oh, together. What the hell? Oh, you, you put a man. buffer in the middle. You I told you, I, need, I even needed the Cosby story to fill it out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Christ. You already did it in the news. Well, hey, kids, let's... let's circle back and look at that dead deer. <laughs> well, I mean, if it was hanging off of a fence or something like that, I'd, I'd probably want to circle. Yeah, yeah, All we'll... right, so anyhow, her friends and family want her to get cracking in the motherhood department. Okay. Uh, they know a cracking? The 24-year-old model hit up the gram to share a shot of herself playing with her sister uh, Kim's kids, Psalm and Saint. By the way, I just realized they're named after my band. The kid is. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I know. Uh, her pal, Faya Cadra. Faya con Dios. <laughs> the first name is spelled F-A-I. Fai, maybe? Fai. All right, so her pal, Fai Cadra, joined her in one pick, and she captioned the post, Everyone in favor of Fai and I starting a family say I. Uh, her sisters, Kylie and Kim, were in, as were Momager, Chris, Fi, Gigi Hadid, Haley Bieber, and several others. Okay, wait, is Fi a boy or a girl? I don't know. I mean, imagine being so rich and successful that, like, the decision to have a kid is just that. Like, you don't have to have somebody that you're in a relationship with. Like, no, yeah. you do not. Yeah, I think you it's do time. not. Yeah. Fact, you're accessorizing. In fact, you can just offer up some genetic material and have somebody else do it for yep. you if you yeah. want to. Whatever you want. Uh, rumors have swirled that she and Fi are more than friends, but she's denied the rumor. So I don't know what's going on with Fi. I, I, it was the Fi's a dude then, right? <laughs> yeah, Fi's a it's dude. It's got to yeah. be a dude. Uh, so let's see. How about some uh, industry stuff as far as uh, movings and sales and things like that? Lionsgate Stars will roll out its Stars Play app in 20 new countries after its launch in the U.S., U.K., France, Germany, Mexico, and Brazil. So Stars has a, a streaming app that's going to be okay. out. Okay, is Stars re- related to Lionsgate? Does Stars... It says, it says Lionsgate Stars, so Lionsgate huh. must own Stars. Probably yeah. does. Yeah, I have the Stars channel on my uh, my service. 
Yeah. Uh, there are they have their own original programming and they run a lot of movies. They also run a lot of crime uh documentaries, murder documentaries. Uh, which makes that interesting. Stars has experienced great success with the Stars app, domestically remaining head of the streaming curve with more than 5.6 million OTT customers to date. Anybody know what OTT yeah, means? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what OTT means. Uh, use it in a sentence there, Preston, again. Uh, more than 5.6 million OTT customers to date. Uh, and that number continues to climb. Don't know. Over the top. Oh, okay. What the hell? What? Wait, what? Customers? What does that mean? Yeah. Like a uh, like they're crazy. Like they're Harry Mandel. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh, arm wrestling customers is what they are. Is that the name of the Stallone movie? Yeah. Okay. It's like a switch. Uh, expand. <laughs> the hat. Yeah. Flip it around. I uh, said, expanding to our direct-to-consumer product into the global arena will, with the launch of the Stars Play app, give subscribers seamless entry to our platform oh premium content, blah 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 Mostly right. people who have cut the cord. So, yeah. Uh, so people that don't have cable, oh. they, go, uh, they go around. Okay, got so it. they call those OTTs? Apparently. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, cord cutters, because now you're making everything more expensive again. Cord cutters. You know? This is true. Uh, and by the way, did anybody, speaking of cord cutting and, and that program, did you see the uh, trailer, Steve, yet for that Al Pacino show that's coming out on Amazon Prime? I did not. Hunters? No. no. Uh, the, the last thing I saw him uh, hawking was uh, The Irishman. Okay. Uh, this and I one... saw him in the movie Jack and Jill over the weekend. <laughs> yes. The Dunkachino commercial. Yeah, what, what is it? Is it a... a... It is I a, a drama, a comedy? No. Cooking show? It you was... got two eggs. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's good. That is good. Those are good waffles. <laughs> he plays kind of like a, a uh, sounds uh, like a Jewish guy, um, but it also seems like he's. Uh, recru- Don't I sound like a Jewish guy? <laughs> he's recruiting like killers. Is what really? he's doing. Oh, yeah, okay. He's, he's I love re- the eggs though. I, told you I want him fried over here. <laughs> you imagine? Uh, you call that syrup that I just put on my waffles? <laughs> Where my children play! All right. One last thing. Uh, eBay has sold StubHub to Viagogo for $4.05 billion in cash. I didn't realize eBay owned StubHub. Neither did I. The uniting of the two massive ticket resale providers makes perfect sense. Viagogo's founder and CEO, Eric Baker, said in a statement, "They say, he said, uh, it's long been my wish to unite the two companies. Buyers will have a wider choice of tickets and sellers will have a wider network of buyers. Bringing these two companies together creates a win-win for fans. Does it? More choice. It says better pricing. I, I don't, don't think so. They just bought their own competition. second. Are you kidding me? Event tickets are ridiculous. Yes, they are. They're just ridiculous. It's now, It's pre- it seems like just the elite can go to really good concerts. You know what I mean? And get seats that are worth a damn. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. That's ridiculous. Uh, but anyhow, they, they... I still have never bought or sold anything on eBay in my entire life. Oh, really? Yeah, Neither have I. I just have never gotten around to Do it. Do you know who uses it and loves it uh, and is sort of a wheeler dealer? Dr. Mike. No kidding. He, uh, he knows his way around eBay like nobody's business. I buy stuff regularly, but I, I never bid on anything. Okay. You don't oh, have to bid. You just, yeah. I just buy now. Okay. I've, I've you know. bought, sold, bid, and been scammed on eBay. No kidding. Scam? Okay. Yeah. Oh, what'd you get scammed out of? Uh, it, wa- it actually was... Um, it was actually something that I was selling. So it was a scammer trying to buy from me. It was a Sibian. <laughs> <laughs> a used Sibian or... Oh, my God. <laughs> 
not used. But what a pain! How much? How much was it? How much? Two hundred and fifty dollars. Once, once. Recipient. (laughs) Once I was scammed, or this person tapped into me and my account, um, they all started coming. Like it, it was like they could. (laughs) Once they knew, they once they you ended up on their radar, they came after you. Yeah. Yep. That's why I don't. I don't trust it. You know. That's why with Amazon, if I buy something third party. Amazon's umbrella is over it, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I feel protected. You know. Yeah. So yeah. if you remember, I, well, not remember because it happens all the time. But uh, when eBay first came out, people were trying to sell things that, like, uh, oh, this toast looks like Jesus, or uh, yeah. you know, yeah, this, yeah. this yeah. not the guy. Oh, so I took a dozen eggs and I put some sideburns and Elvis glasses on them. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, these, you know, these eggs look like Elvis, and uh, I didn't get one bid on this. Not one bid. bid. No. Did anybody? <laughs> How much work did you put into that? Oh, not much. Did anybody have similar products up besides well, the toast? Uh, it were th- it, I mean, there was, was like news stories. Like people were bidding thousand dollars on on a piece of toast that just so happened to or yeah, a cracker those, that was shaped like Abraham Lincoln. Those are know? real. Right. Yeah, I know. Dr. Mike's on the line. Oh, yeah. Okay, because uh, he wants to chime in on the eBay thing. So, uh, good morning, Dr. Mike Serigliano. I love eBay. <laughs> yes, you I do. told you. Yes, you do. It has changed my life. Let me tell you why. Say you had something when you were eight, and they don't make it anymore, which is the worst thing my wife ever hears me say. They don't make it anymore. You can find it, and you can get it, and there's all kinds of tricks. So if you're bidding on something, you wait until about 10 seconds before it's over, and then you put your bid in. That way no one can counter bid. Oh, it's people like you that I lose out on. Yeah, well, I've had he, it happen. He, he know, plays it not... so that, you know, those the, the large, the um, the animatronic horror figures that... Uh, yeah, that, I know, that, we have one. Right, so he... he gave us one. He gets, he gets those uh, on, on eBay, Mike, right? And you, you hunt them down. And bid on them, and you get them from all far-flung places around the globe. Oh, I've gotten stuff from uh, Brazil. I mean, mean, now, when it's a foreign country, you have to be a little careful. I must say, in 10 years, I only had one problem. bought a model airplane, and it was full of, like, curtain rods. There was nothing in it. That's the only time. And the guy gave me a refund. He was very nice. And usually, they're, they're, they're good people. But, you know, eBay has protections in it. They have... Uh, feedback. So if you have a, a bad outcome or there's a problem, you leave bad uh, feedback and it makes them realize and, and other people realize you have to be careful with that seller. Yeah, when you're buying, you that, that's what I do. When I'm buying something, I will look at their rating and if they have... Oh, it means uh, everything on eBay. Yeah, yeah if it if it has a high rating then, you know, you, you, you typically are okay to purchase from that person. Yeah. yeah. But what... What I love about it is that instead of going to auctions and things, if I had time, I would. But you can scan the planet when you go on your computer and look for, uh, I don't know, some, some knickknack that your mother had when you were seven. And I guarantee you, you will find it. Are you watching anything right now, Dr. Mike? Uh, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm watching a Jenny, a uh, JN4. Sextal? Uh, which is an old, old, old plane, uh, and uh, they're very rare now, okay. and uh, that's that's what I'm doing. He keeps right. his eye out. He's he's a master. If you ever need anything purchased, just contact Dr. Mike. Right. He should be a broker. There are actual people whose job it is to secure things on eBay for other people. 
Well, I, I can only tell you, it really seriously has changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact. All right, Dr. Mike. He speaks. We love you. Love you, man. Yeah, I know, and you can find you know cheap stuff like uh, I told you guys. And eventually, I'll show you the pictures of my my rock and roll bathroom. I wanted a uh, I wanted uh, a trash can, but I wanted to use a drum shell. But I wasn't going to take like a real nice actual yeah. drum and screw it up. So I found one for ten bucks, an old beat up drum shell that was going to be thrown away. Cool. Yeah. Paid ten bucks for it, and I got a trash can. That's what I probably would have paid for a trash can anyway. Right. So, so but you can find all kinds of. Interesting things on eBay. Okay, we need to do the clips. We're in the entertainment news for crying. Oh, my God. We just did an eBay break. In A Christmas Wish, Faith's wish for the perfect man makes her rethink who really is the perfect match for her. And in this clip, Tyler Hilton talks about how his co-star, Hillary Burton, has influenced him as an upcoming actor. Here we go. I had hardly acted. I was in Walk the Line for a second as Elvis, and then and then I went right to One Tree Hill, and I didn't know what I was doing, and she was like, come here, come here, I'll show you how to go. This is a mark. These are the lights, you know. And then after that, we did Extant together, which is a show on CBS I did with her and her husband, and then we did, like, three Christmas movies. Shut the f*** up! Uh, Christmas Wish premieres on Lifetime Thanksgiving Day, by the way, so we're doing these Lifetime Ooh. clips. Oh. I'll be watching that. Yeah, and by the way, Steve, there's one on Disney Plus now uh, that actually has a couple of uh, decent-sized actors in it. Actually, yeah, so there's... Uh, there, in fact, there's an Anna Kendrick-Shirley MacLaine movie on... I think it's on Netflix? or No, no, it's on... Um, it's on Disney Plus? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, I think it's Anna Is Kendrick, that... but I can't remember... Uh... But it's, it's not like a Hallmark that's how, those are actual talented people that we know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, don't you like that? Don't you? you know, well, the charm of the Hallmark and, yeah. movies is that you don't know the people. Okay. You don't need to care that much. <laughs> okay. You just want to see the holiday decorations and uh, th- their sameness is what makes them so wonderful. I think if I weren't married, I'd have to marry Anna Kendrick. She's pretty great, right? <laughs> She's about yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do the next clip. Here. The Irishman tells the story of a hitman and his possible role in the disappearance of his lifelong friend. Here's Stephanie Kurtzuba. Uh, speaks on acting alongside Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. As soon as I sort of got over my own mythology of them in my head, I was able to just be there. And what I realized very quickly is they're just actors. They do what, what I do. I mean, really well, but they do what I do. Shut the f*** up! <laughs> the Irishman will be available to stream tomorrow. Woo! Tomorrow. On Netflix, a lot of people waiting for that to come out. Three so. hours plus. Yeah. Still at 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. <sighs> That's the Entertainment Report. We need to take a break. We got some guests on the show this morning. Our good friend Debbie Calton from WMGK yeah. is going to be stopping by today. Debbie is retiring. Next week will be her final show. So we want to talk to Debbie on our show before she wraps it up. So she's a sweetheart. She's awesome. Yep. We're looking forward to having her on. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. So make sure you stay close. All right. What's new? Glad you asked. The Black Keys. Greta Van Fleet. Five Finger Death Punch. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Later on uh, this morning, we will uh, we'll have a chance to talk to Pierre and see how things were at the airport yesterday. He was there to welcome in people that might be, you know, coming in for the holidays or that are leaving to go see their families. He just wanted to, to wish them, you know, 
on travels and so on. I have to imagine tomorrow is going to be pretty light mm-hmm. for everything. Whoever's getting out on the road, you, you usually get out on the road on Wednesday, right? If you're traveling yeah. locally, that's just Thursday morning. Google Maps says the busiest day to travel will be tomorrow, uh, and the busiest time that day is around 3 to 4 p.m. So <clears throat> that's what it's, it's going to be a little bit nuts. They, they suggest... Uh, leaving earlier than that on that day, or e- leaving earlier than that day, so like leaving today, or waiting till around 6 a.m., uh, but Thanksgiving morning to depart, uh, or 6, 6 a.m. Thanksgiving morning to depart. As far as getting home, Sunday after you're Sunday, done, right? is the busiest be... day is on Sunday, yeah, yeah, at 3 p.m., so your best bet to travel is Friday at 4 a.m. Huh. Uh, <laughs> I do it, man. Honestly... I want to die. I, it's been a long time since I've been caught in that kind of holiday traffic where you just want to kill yourself right where you are. And I and I don't look uh, – I've tried to avoid it with every bit of my being, and I have successfully for the past couple of years. Uh, yeah, I've done a pretty good job of it. Uh, tomorrow I am uh, entering the fray. So are I'm, you? Yeah, I'm, I'm driving to Southern Virginia tomorrow, and uh, my brother uh, moved – What time? Well, um, my son fortunately has a half day of school tomorrow, so I'm picking him up from school – then uh, meeting my parents, and then we're all driving down together. We're gonna we're gonna split the drive. But Steve, uh, we are going two hours, two and a half hours out of our way to avoid the Beltway in D.C. We're going ah. west on on Pennsylvania Turnpike, and then heading south from there. What, what time are you leaving again? Okay. Hopefully around noon. So I, I think if we leave, <laughs> I think and hope and pray if we leave around noon, we might be all right and avoid some of it. So my my brother does a lot of my brother in law does a lot of traveling from upstate New York down to Virginia. He's wow. a contractor, works at places all the way along the route. He is never he is never left later than like four o'clock in the morning. I mean, he gets Twice. out and just get just gets on the road. Now, still, you will encounter crap. Yeah, but he can do it because. He's never regretted leaving that early. Right. The, the, we have to drive on Route 81, uh, which uh, cuts down southwest through Virginia, and it's a uh, a lot of trucks do that route. Yeah. So uh, there will be traffic at some point. We got to deal with it, but you know, whatever. It's it's what you do to go see family. Yeah. When we used to go up to New York, Preston, to go to for for Thanksgiving or to go for the holidays. Um, there were many a time where I'd be going over like the Commodore Berry Bridge and I just wanted to cut the wheel right (laughs) and just take it right off the side because it it would take six, seven hours to get up to New York. And that's why here I, my wife goes and and travels down to her sister in, uh, in Virginia. I stay here, take care of the pets. And right before the camp out for hunger, it becomes this. Wonderful break, yeah. as opposed to well, unrelenting for, screaming. That's a good call. Yeah, but, I mean, there are some people that do have to do the traveling thing. I'm, I'm talking about more than just, you know, driving cross town or, yes. or you know, to uh, to to visit somebody else in a different county. Uh, if you do happen to be flying, though, oh boy, which I would, I would just hate it. I would hate to have to go to the airport this time of year, especially tomorrow. Fortunately, I don't have to do that. Uh, but there was a list that came out a few days ago from the official uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security website. Yeah. What food can I bring with me while I travel? Okay. Now, I assume that they relax all the rules for travel of on Thanksgiving. Course, it's a like holiday. you can bring full containers of mashed potatoes. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, some people make ambrosia with bullets. Uh-huh. I'm sure they let that through. <laughs> right, right. Oh, your bullet ambrosia. <laughs> it's, oh, Aunt Meg made her bullet ambrosia. <laughs> Don't heat it up. But you would be surprised at some of the things on this list. So uh, I'll give you a couple of the highlights. I won't go through the whole thing because it's lengthy. It's Ooh, very barbed lengthy. wire kebabs. Uh, <laughs> alcoholic beverages in your carry-on bags? Yes. 
if it's less than 3.4 ounces. I had no yeah, idea that just, was the case. Yeah, but you can't open them on the flight. No, but, well, you know. Less than three on. ounces? That's what you go to the bathroom how for. You get, how so you, you head to the lavatory. Wait, you know what, so how do you get hammered on that? I know somebody who saves her airplane bottles or will buy the air, airplane bottles and then bring them onto the plane, and then it doesn't look so awkward because it could look like she bought it on the plane, and then sure. she just drinks the whole time she's on the plane. It's a good call. All right, <laughs> on your carry-on luggage, three ounces. Yeah, so little, you know, little baby little, bottles. Little baby bottles. It's, it's, it's the ounces. same thing for shampoo or any liquid that you're bringing I, I on. hate that. I check it all. But I think I, you I can... I check it all. I, then it would stand to reason you could carry more than one, right? Yeah. It can just you? Ha- you could carry as many as you want as long as they're yeah. the the three three ounces. I love it. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. So I just want to be clear on this. Yeah. So if you have a 100 three-ounce bottles of booze, that's fine? I mean, yeah. Technically, yes. It, they just can only be in a three-ounce bottle. That's crazy. Like, I don't Why have a limit on how that? many bottles of shampoo I can bring Here with you go. me. <laughs> Alcoholic beverages with 24% alcohol <laughs> or less are not subject to limitations in check bags. Many bottles of alcohol and carry-on must be able to comfortably fit into a single quart-sized bag. Now, listen, going through TSA, they might question you if yeah. you had 100 bottles on you. <laughs> yeah, but listen, I mean... It's right. just 100 bottles in three-ounce increments of rum. All right, well, 100 <laughs> bottles is obviously is excessive, but... 70! But, I mean, listen, I, I don't I don't drink on airplanes or, or at all, but um, how much is an airplane drink? All right, well, an airplane drink is going to cost you 10, 12 yeah, bucks, something yeah. like that. Okay, Which, by the way, an airplane bottle, Steve, or, or uh, so a regular a shot yeah. is, is two ounces. Okay. So a shot, so uh, technically a cocktail probably has two ounces of booze in it, maybe right. a little bit more. Little so more. three, mm-hmm. three some odd ounces, that's a, that's a nice amount. You, t- you can take a couple of drinks with you. Well, yeah. So then how much can you save as a result? Like if you're going to that's, that's why this girl does it. Yeah. She's like, I'm, not gonna, I'm not paying for it. Yep. But so you're telling me she brings a hundred bottles. No, she doesn't bring <laughs> But it's illegal. She's not allowed to open them. What you bring on the plane, you're not allowed right. to open. A couple of people are chiming in saying, yeah, it has to be able to fit into a one-quart bag. Okay. All of all of the bottles that you take with you as a carry-on have to fit into a quart-sized bag. So, is there anything that you would do? So you want- could fit, I'm sorry, oh, Casey, yeah, yeah. so a quart-sized bag is about this, but you could probably fit six like a, bottles like or something bottle. like yeah. that, six oh. or seven bottles. Yeah. So I mean, how many quart-sized bags can you bring? That's a good, now that <laughs> we need to know. hundred. <laughs> I just brought on 31,000 <laughs> bottles of alcohol. That's all I have in my carry. Going to court. Corey on the phones. Hey, Corey, good morning. Morning. What's up, Corey? You wanted to chime in on the booze thing. Go ahead. Yeah, I, um, you know, every time I fly on a plane, I bring at least a dozen mixed, uh, mixed alcohol bottles of little airplanes, and they never, never once have they said a thing. And, and you will, you will crack them open and drink them during the flight? Yeah, so what I do is I, I bring a big, uh, like a Yeti, you know, stainless cup. Yeah. In the terminal, I have somebody fill it with ice at like a one of the uh, restaurants, and then get a soda, and then I uh, mix yeah, it I, up. I'm drinking, yeah. I'm drinking as I walk on the plane, and then huh. you know, uh, Corey, you you'll drink a dozen during a flight. I mean, I have a pretty high tolerance. <laughs> you might have a problem. I'm not, I'm not the pilot. I'm not the pilot. I can drink. Dear uh, Lord. I'm in the plane. She's yeah. binge drinking on the plane. Wait well, a second. A lot of people binge All right, clear this up for me, please. Right. Can you walk onto a flight with an open thing of alcohol? No. They Le- won't let legally. you do that. No. That's no. why he puts it in the Yeti, so they don't know what he's drinking. Yeah. All right, so if you're in an airport. Airport. All right, thank you, Corey. Appreciate it. I had a hard time talking last day. 
Airport. If, if you're at the airport burr <laughs> and you have a, an, uh, a, a drink, a burr, um, <laughs> do you have to finish that burr before you get on the plane? Yes. I don't, okay. th- I don't think you can walk on you with can. an open alcohol container. They won't let you. Yeah, I mean, because you can walk on with an open Diet Coke bottle. Marissa you know? and I tried right. when we went to London. It, no, we didn't really try, but the guy came over and was like, "You have to hurry up. You have to finish those." Okay, go, 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 slam that. So we yeah. slammed our drinks. Chop, 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 chop. Yep, yep. Uh, all right. So there's a lot of different things uh, that you can. So booze is just the tip right. of the iceberg here. Thirty-one thousand little bottles. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of things you can bring, and I'll just I won't go through the specifics. But breast milk, yes, with specific instructions, you can bring them in your carry. It has to be in your breast. No, because the amount has caused issues. When it's been over three ounces, they've made people throw away in the past breast milk. And then a few people raised issue with that, and they said they make some exceptions. But you got to check on that. So I recently traveled with somebody who had to travel with her breast pump, and then on the way home was bringing breast milk with her. And uh, they they didn't they looked saw it was breast milk and let her through, and it was more than the three ounces. And okay. she said she flies a lot, and she said typically they'll look at it, they'll know what it is, they let her go. But she said a few times she's had to uh, throw it away. They had huh. to throw it away. Uh, canned foods, yes, but with special instructions. These are on carry-ons. In your check bags, you can pretty much take what you want. Yeah. Uh, but it says uh, how they they are not prohibited on the uh, on the prohibited item list, but because of how they appear on X-ray security concerns or impact of the three one one rules for liquids, gels, and aerosols, it could require additional screening that might result in the item not being allowed through the checkpoint. I see. Suggest you pack this item in your checked bag, ship it to your destination, or leave it at home. I, I always mean, used to can't. get in trouble uh, because I would bring the Hormel bomb ham with me, ah. and uh, it looks like a bomb. <laughs> you can bring cereal. You can bring creamy cheese, but that has to be less than 3.5 what, Like, like the, You can't get cereal and your canned vegetables where you're going? <laughs> like, why do you need know. to pack Who them? knows why? <laughs> Cheese, solid cheese, yes. Listen, Kathy, do they have cereal there in Pennsylvania? (laughs) Anything that's liquid. By the way, I'm going to sound like I have a lot of little bottles on me. Don't be distracted. (laughs) By the way, anything that's liquid uh, has to be less than 3.4 ounces, pretty much. Like liquid chocolate, it says here. Uh, and then there's coffee and, uh, you you can bring in thermos, but it has to be empty cooked meat. Yes. You can bring it with you as long as there's no liquid. This is in your luggage. However, if you walk on and I've done this countless times, Preston, when you're actually walking on the flight, when you've cleared, you know, your, your check-in and security and TSA, you can then go on to buy a bottle of water and oh, bring yeah. that onto the flight. Yeah, what, so because, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. This is just going through going TSA. Through, yeah, going through TSA. It's going through security. Right. Is, uh, otherwise, when, once you get in there in any of the shops and restaurants, whatever they sell, you can bring that on the plane. Except, I, except for open alcohol, I would assume. There's a new, and they had they just opened a, a one up in, in the Philadelphia airport, Build-A-Gun. It's a new, oh, uh, it's it's a new thing. The, wow. Yeah, it's okay. right next to the Build-A-Bear. They own that. Yeah. Okay. It's a subsidiary. I didn't know they had those in the airport now. Uh, let's see. Creamy dips and spreads. Um, fresh, allowed or not allowed? Fresh eggs. They're allowed, but 3.4 ounces. You have to be wearing them. Creamy fresh, dips and spreads. Fresh I, eggs are okay. Honestly, uh-huh. what are you bringing? Uh, Seriously. I, I have 2.5 ounces of onion dip. Yeah. In my luggage. I mean, there or, are, or fresh eggs. There fresh. are common sense rules. And some of these things I understand. Where's my egg? But Jesus. But you know what? They, it's, they... Steve, it's your emotional support egg. <laughs> my support egg. It hatched. I should call you Consuelo. But you know what? They've seen it. That's why it's made it to this list. Yeah, they've yeah, seen right. it happen, and there has to be a rule. You're right. When you're you're right. when people when it's so dumb out there that people you have to have a, an illustration of a machete that you can't bring on a flight. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. 
And there, there's or, a, or the old style bomb, the, the round, bomb. The round with bomb a clock. With, the, with the fuse on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that. Yeah. You know, there's a great Instagram account. I forget what it is, but it's <laughs> it's from the, I think it might be the TSA. Passenger Insta- shaming? Is no, that what it is? No, I think, no, oh. no, I know that one. No, I think it's the TSA account, and they will post things that people have tried to go on a plane with. Like, mm. you know, a, a giant knife, and they'll just post the picture and say, not allowed. Yeah, right. right. Apparently, Wiley Coyote tried to get on one time with one of those round bombs. Right, with the right, fuse it was like on the it. big fuse, and it was so, lit. Yeah, it was lit, and it wasn't fire; it was just lines going out. It said TNT on the side of it. Yeah, uh, you got a lot of stuff from the Acme Corporation. Now, listen; these are these are no nos: an empty magazine, a knife, yeah. and C four. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, on the TSA's Instagram. Oddly enough, though, C3 and C5 are totally, fine. Totally cool. Uh-huh. Happy yeah. holidays. It's Those a- are dessert toppings. It's actually a pretty good follow, some of the stuff that they find. Uh, fresh meat and seafood, yes, with special instructions. You fresh can, seafood. You can bring no, them on, yeah. yeah you, 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 you're on. pressing your support lobster. Uh, live lobster <laughs> is on this list. Are, are you, you kidding, kidding me? me? Live lobster, it says carry-on bags, check with the airline. A live lobster is allowed through security and must be transported in a clear plastic spill-proof container. A TSA officer will visually inspect your lobster at the checkpoint. Excuse me, can I have a pair of headphones for my lobster? We recommend that you contact your airline to determine your airline's policy on travel with your lobster before <laughs> arriving at the airport. This is straight from the Department of Homeland Security, folks. So, okay, okay, all right, just to clarify, you mm-hmm. can get on a flight. With a living lobster? Depends on the airline. Okay. Yep. And the lobster has to be in a clear bag? Uh, Yeah, so uh, a clear plastic spill-proof container. Okay. A TSA officer will visually inspect your lobster at the checkpoint, but they recommend you contact your airline because the airline might not allow you to travel. Will they make the lobster do a sobriety test? With your lobster. I don't know. Walk the line? Maybe. Uh, Let's see. Carry-on bags. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Fresh meat and seafood. Yes, but with special instructions. Frozen food, you need special instructions to carry that on. Uh, gel ice packs, you need special instructions about that. Uh, so these are things you want to check on. Have you ever had something yanked out of a bag going through a TSA? Yeah, one time I did just a water bottle that I forgot. Yeah. I just completely forgot that I couldn't bring that on. They had to throw it away, but nothing of importance. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. My freaking... Crew hair gel one time. Oh. That stuff is eighteen dollars. Expensive. Yeah. Oh, eighteen hey, bucks. It could be worse. You could be Pierre, who went to oh, I think man. Rodeo Drive. Yeah, yeah. And went and bought like Jose Bear top of the line shampoo and conditioner products. And lotions. And lotions had like a whole bag full of them and had to throw them out because they yeah. forgot you couldn't bring them on the flight. And I with my hair gel, I was on my way to my destination, which meant I was gonna have to buy more when I got there because I can't go a day without my product <laughs> and and then I was going to have to make sure that I found a travel container so I could bring it back home or now I guess I could have thrown it in my check bag if I had one that particular time but I don't remember. Man, I was pissed about you that. C- you couldn't put it in your lobster bag? I didn't. Th- <laughs> they do give you the option though, it's his food. to turn around, go back down and recheck your items. Yeah, but I, 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 oh, I who wants to do that? Who does that, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't have time and and I wasn't like making a fuss out of it. I was like, I was an idiot. I'm like, oh, really? Hey, what they need to do gel? in that in that to that point, and I don't want to forget why at that TSA point there can't can't they allow you to just say, "Epit, I'm going to check them right here." 
Yeah, or, they should have be, an option where you can. Well, because we, they would need all the separate airlines there because the airline has to run the true. tag that's and true. make sure yeah. that it gets on the right plane yeah. and all that. And it would be I logistically too tough. But also, I mean, at the Eagle Stadium, they have lockers, uh, yeah. or at least they did. I, I don't know if they do it all the time. You mean you like, have to leave the airport, drive over to the lane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not that far, Steve. No, <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, but if they had My like, lobster will <laughs> die in that thing. <laughs> But if they had a locker set up where you could leave your stuff and pick it up when you got back. <laughs> Although, how much would they charge for an $18 bottle of crew? And what, what makes it actually cost effective? Right. I have an interesting travel hack. And uh, this was sort of happened by accident. But I put a um, bottle of water in the freezer. And I just wanted to have a cold, right? And I, it froze. Uh, and I was allowed to take that through. You can take frozen bottles through. And I just, I had forgotten about it. And, and then I put it in my bag. And I fully expected to have to throw it out when I got through the so TSA. So they, they specifically bec- told you that? It's okay. Frozen water is fine. Ice is okay to but take through. I well, know. I, I'm, it's weird. But no, but, no, I, I understand. Because what they were initially with this fluid thing was looking for explosive material. Right, yep. right, right. And if it can be frozen, then I assume it can't be a combustive Explosive exactly. material. And if you're, uh, you're carrying uh, or, or traveling with like, an Algene or a Yeti or something like that, if you freeze the water and then take it with you th- as a carry-on, it's okay. But you could beat somebody over the head with your frozen bottle pretty Sure you good. could. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, why are you going to do hostage. that when you could just stick your lobster on? That's yeah. true. Get him. Sick him. You actually hold Use your pincers. Holding your lobster up with the yeah. pincers. <laughs> He's got you. <laughs> You beat somebody over your shoes, Dude, too. Steve, I now see a guy with two lobsters in holsters. Yeah. <laughs> Pulls them out and spins them around. Yeah. Nobody move! This is a hijacking. Oh, my this God. This is Kodo and Bobo. Oh, my God. Wow. All right, but yeah, live lobsters. With permission, you can do that. Huh. Pies and cakes, they're fine. Uh, well, pizza. So a full a full pie in a box. Yeah. No problem. You can bring a pizza? Yep. Carry on. And you carry on. A Lorenzo's bag. pizza? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> Has to fit There's overhead. a special line for that, Steve, to go through security. Uh, salad dressings and salsas and sauces. Ooh, salsas? And sauces. Something else here. Very salsas and sauces. It's got to be under three and a half ounces. Oh, some bottle. May oh. I pet your lobster? <laughs> Bill Weston can bring soup on board if it's less than three and a half Ooh. ounces. That's Look like it's lying at thirty thousand feet. I want everyone to pour their soup out into the toilet, please. How much? That's just a tiny. It's a sip of soup. He would have a heart attack if he uh, someone if he saw soup, soup on, on a plane. plane. This thing could go down, soup and you plane. could spill that all over the plane. That's when. That's when Bill opens up his overcoat and he's got lobsters all over his chest, strapped. <laughs> Nobody move. So these are things you can and can't take. It's just it's it's it is interesting um, that in various so the frozen liquid, for example, yeah. What if the oh, I don't know ah hell yeah. yeah. Hell. Let me hang on. I have somebody who used to work for TSA. I've got Nick on the line. Hi, Nick. You there? Good morning. You're here. I should say. <laughs> are you there? What up, bitches? Hey, <laughs> Nick. How you doing, man? All right. So, what did you want to tell us about uh, working with the TSA? Well. If you have a regular size suitcase and you have fragile on it, do not bring it with you. Why? Well, that means have, throw it around. Uh, honest to God, they have contractors that aren't you're supposed to be vested when you work for the TSA, but down in the cargo area where you put everything through the machines, um, there was a suitcase that had fragile tape all over it. Okay. And it must have, must have weighed about 40 pounds or whatever. And the guy that was 
running the machine, picked it up and threw it as high as he could in the air. So, so you're saying that they, they, they can roughhouse with your luggage is what, what they're saying. But, but I mean, on, on but average, or on, it, it should be protocol, though, right? If something is marked fragile, to treat it with care, correct? Absolutely. Okay. But sometimes you just get a dick who's working there. Right. So, which is, dude, a, what's your problem? There's a lot of dicks. And, a lot of dicks. and a lot of people will don't forget that right, fact thanks, that there is a TSA element to the luggage that you check mm. because they're checking the bags as well, and they put them through scanners once you put them through. It's not like it's carte blanche, right? You've had your luggage. You'll open up your luggage when you get to a destination and see a, a, a note in there that they went through the bag. Yeah, yeah. One time, my Casey and I were uh, took a golf vacation, and I opened up my golf bag, and there was a note inside, and it said, "We went through your bag. We have your lobster. <laughs> we have your found lobster. your lobster. We have your live lobster. <laughs> yeah, they went through my bag." Uh, when I was just at uh, Zion and Bryce, and they took my magnets, man, and one of my magnets. Yeah, that why sucked. did they take your magnets? I think, actually, I think they forgot to put them back in. You know, I think uh, it Everyone was just was a mistake. Going, Ooh, look at this! It's yeah. a Zion magnet. <laughs> oh, Estelle's coming on at five. She'll want to see this. But Wait was, a minute. So, where was it? Just in your carry or your, your no, checked? Bags? It was in my checked bags. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, weak. I know, but it was a it was Zion, it was Bryce, and it was Grand Canyon. You picked State. the one TSA agent who's a, uh, yeah. a, a state park uh, or yeah. a, a yeah. federal park fan. Wow. But you know, one time I had gone through TSA and my sunglasses had fallen out of my bag, my uh, my check, uh, not my check bag, my carry on. Yeah. And I, I didn't notice it until I was you know at my destination. And I was like, oh no, like, and, and they were expensive, like you know. $110, $15 sunglasses, and I had just gotten them. Yeah. When I got back into Philadelphia, I went down to the little uh, office, and they had it. They had, like, they have lost and found. I was I was so happy that they, you know, that, that runs, somebody just take off with them. That's wonderful, but yeah. that runs contrary to most of the stories you hear. Yeah, well, the last guy, when, you know, some a-hole just sees a fragile uh, sticker on a bag. I think yeah. that's just a guy, the guy is just probably a dick to begin with. It has yeah. to be. Please, um, but you also, yourself, if yeah. something's incredibly fragile, don't do it that way. Ship it. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, yeah. Insure it that way. Yeah. Agreed. I, I don't know what, you know, something's wrong in somebody's life. If they I put my, my Does, Mona Lisa in my luggage. If it bothers them that someone had the, the audacity to put fragile on their... Uh, on their item that they're having shipped. They're bigger issues. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to, speaking of the frozen liquid thing, Lisa's going to mention something about that. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Lisa. What's your story? So I was at the Charleston Airport back in May, flying home into Newark, and I had about 30-plus ounces of breast milk with me, not frozen. And they, I told them I didn't want it to be put through the scanner because somebody had mentioned that's not good for the breast milk. So they had to do a full-on pat-down of me and inspect my stuff just to make sure. But they told me that if it was frozen, that I would have been perfectly fine. Huh. I mean, are you going to be comfortable with frozen breasts on a flight? <laughs> <laughs> no. I think what? they were in a container. I think oh, the milk was oh, in a container. I'm sorry. So. Um, all right, so, yeah, they probably had to, to check you for any residue of explosive material. I mean, that's why they don't want you taking the uh, the liquids on board. Yeah. Um, but and frozen. I had, I had no idea. And, and I, I don't believe putting it through a machine will cause any problems with your breast milk. I've never heard of that. There are all sorts of. Some people are paranoid about that. Theories floating around about, you know, being irradiated. Right. Somebody mentioned it, and I just said, I asked them not to, and they just did a full pat down, and everything was fine. But next time I know. To freeze it. it. Freeze it. Lisa, so so does does breast, does mother's milk lose any of its. 
When it's frozen? Efficacy when it's frozen? No, people freeze it all the time. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Do they coat it in chocolate? (laughs) Thank you, Lisa. (laughs) They pump and save. Hey, Steve, nipple pops. (laughs) Nipple pops. (laughs) Can I have another nipple pop, Mommy? Sure, it's right next to your lobster. Steve, my cousin had so much breast milk. She produced so much breast milk that it was more than her son needed. She had an extra freezer filled wow. with it. Now, it also only lasts a certain amount of time in the freezer, right. so she would donate it to the hospitals yeah. uh, for, you know, when, when they need uh-huh. extra breast milk. That's how much she was able to produce. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, anyhow, for those of you who are traveling uh, via airplane, uh, over the next couple of days, those are some things you can and can't bring, according to the Department of Homeland Security, through the T- through security. Right. Um, so interesting. So uh, check your lobsters, uh, or check with the, your your local uh, check with your airline. Freeze your lobsters. Mm. No, your lobster no. can go on live. Yeah, you have yeah. to freeze your breasts. Yeah, of yeah. course. What he said. Uh, so anyhow, that that's just a tip of the iceberg as far as the Thanksgiving stuff to cover before the holidays. So we we got to get other, it in. A few other things we got to get in. We do need to take a break, though. And speaking of food and stuff like that, uh, which is the next subject probably concerning Thanksgiving, I don't know. Uh, our friends at Ridley House are here, and uh, they have brought some goodies with them. They brought some food for us and some gift cards for you. of have a $50 gift card. Take call number 8 at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, keep in mind... Uh, they're hosting one of the many Miller Lite pre-parties leading up to the Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle. Wow. It's not even the camp out for hunger yet, and we're already promoting that we have these events coming up where you can win tickets to the Christmas Miracle, which, of course, you know is our biggest prize blowout of the year. Uh, so come by the Ridley House on Thursday, December 12th. It's a little ways away, but mark your calendar. From 9 to 11 for the Miller Lite specials and your chance to win a pair of tickets to this year's Christmas Miracle Broadcast, which will be at Parks Casino and the new Excite Center. Uh, so call number 8-215-263-WMMR. We're going to set you up with that gift card. We're going to take a break, come back in a second. Got some really interesting, bizarre file stories that I will share with you when we return. Out for Hunger begins Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. The business challenge is such a big part of Camp Out. And props to Subaru of America for leading the way in challenging other companies to get involved and make a difference. Heritage Business Systems, now a Xerox-owned company, is encouraging any size business, large or small, to donate. One business will be selected at random to receive a 36-month lease on a Xerox full-color copy print and scan system. The Preston and Steve live broadcast from your place of business is still up for grabs for the largest donation. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for a list of especially needed food items and all business challenge details. So I mentioned earlier, Ridley House is here. They're a new American restaurant and bar located in Ridley, PA, uh, made up of three unique rooms and a seasonal outdoor beer garden. And I have gift cards to give away. A $50 gift card, and I'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. This morning for us, they brought in Italian pork egg rolls, cheesesteak potstickers, chicken cheesesteaks, and uh, some salad as well. So we have Patrick and uh, Jonah Rose and uh, Peter who are here this morning. And anybody who's uh, from that area and is not necessarily familiar with where the Ridley House is, it's it's in the old Barnabys on McDade Boulevard. Oh, oh, yeah. oh that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Joan Rose. I, mean, I said Jonah Rose. Joan Rose, Patrick, and Peter. So thank you guys, and we'll continue doing the giveaways through the course of the morning. I have stories to share. Let's do that. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre. 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 
All right. This morning, the B-File brought to you by HERS. Small has finally gotten its big break. Introducing HERS Mini Cheese Puffs. Cheesy, mini, and more munchable than ever. HERS forever good. We might have some of those at the camp. Out we'll see about that. So this is a, I have a pretty, I have some wild stories for you guys today. We'll start with this. And <clears throat> a baby girl named Itzmara was born through a cesarean delivery, and 24 hours later, the doc, doctors performed a C-section on her, too. What? Because what? she had absorbed her twin oh. in the womb. So oh the God. baby basically Wait. gave birth. Kind of, sort of. When the oh. mother, Monica Vega of Columbia, had an ultrasound at seven months pregnant, doctors discovered she had two umbilical cords inside her. One connected baby Itzmara to Vega, but the other connected Itzmara to a mass that was her parasitic twin. When doctors noticed this, they diagnosed Itzmara with what's called fetus in fetu, a rare condition where a malformed fetus is found in the body of its twin. So it's not a viable fetus. No, the yeah. doctors said they needed to deliver Itzmara right away through a C-section so they could then operate on the baby. They were worried that Whoa. if they didn't remove the parasitic twin inside Itzmara, the mass could grow and injure the baby's organs. So after delivering Itzmara via C-section, the doctors performed a C-section on her, too, to remove the mass, which had no heart or brain. Uh, she was in good health following the surgery. Mm. Uh, fetus in fetu is very rare, with only one case occurring in about every 500,000 births. They should have let it come to full term, and then it could have been the next contestant on The Bachelorette. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. A 13-year-old girl is among five teenagers arrested over a mass brawl involving youths armed with machetes at a movie theater where families were watching Frozen 2. <laughs> wow, you saw it last night. Did you bring your machete? I didn't take a machete to Frozen 2, but uh, they did hear Was it machete night? The disorder broke out late on Saturday afternoon. This was in uh, England, by the way, sparking a mass evacuation of the complex. Police said up to 100 teenagers were involved in the major disorder where people Jeez. were armed with machetes. Isn't the whole concept to let it go? Yeah. Dozens of <laughs> officers were sent, sent to the complex. Two machetes were seized during the trouble, which saw pockets of fighting and seven people officers, uh, seven police officers, I'm sorry, left with minor injuries as they dealt with the crowds in and around the cinema. Uh, armed police were deployed to the scene, drawing tasers to restore order following a very hostile response. Did they mention what set it off? They don't really know. Uh, they said it bears the high marks of an organized fight between rival groups. And you pick Frozen? I guess. I don't know. Uh, well, the, the the new song is Into the Unknown. There so you go. Maybe so there had never been a machete fight at a Frozen. If there's ever know. been a song written for a machete fight, it's that one. Uh, five teenagers have been arrested and a 13-year-old girl and another boy, another girl and boy age 14 and 19-year-old man were held in suspicion of assaulting police officers. Wow. Uh, managers closed the complex for the rest of the evening. Oh, really? They didn't finish out the movie? No, police <laughs> issued a dispersal <laughs> order, yeah. A woman with a history of attacks on people wearing fur has been charged with attempted murder for stabbing a woman she believed was wearing the material at a church outside of Cleveland. Meredith Lowell is being held on a $1 million bond after the attack on Wednesday afternoon. Was the woman, in fact, wearing a fur? They didn't indicate. Uh, or was the, she just hairy? Uh, the, 
The victim had brought children she was babysitting to the church for choir practice, and Lowell stabbed her twice in the arm and once in the abdomen with a kitchen knife. See, then, then, then you, you lose the argument when you start stabbing someone. A man wrestled Lowell to the floor and held her until officers arrived. The victim remained hospital on Thursday. Her condition was unclear. It's not clear whether the victim was wearing real fur or not. Lowell was arrested a year ago. She's got a track record. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, uh, suspicion of attacking someone she believed was wearing fur at a Whole Foods. A police report said Lowell punched and then tried to cut a woman wearing a jacket with fake fur on its hood with a serrated blade of a Swiss Army knife. Uh, the jacket was gashed, but the woman was not cut. Lowell was uh, indicted in January on account of felonious assault. Uh, she pleaded not guilty because reason of insanity last month. The case is pending. And in March 2012, she was indicted in federal court in Cleveland after authorities said she posted on Facebook she wanted to hire a hitman to kill someone wearing fur. And Lowell wrote that she would be willing to pay between $830 and $850. An undercover FBI agent contacted her, asked that a person be killed with a gun or a knife at a Cleveland Heights library, and that she planned to be there when the murder was carried out. So she was serious so about she, it. So she, she thinks that fur is murder, but doesn't realize that murder is murder. Yeah, Lowell told the agent she wanted to set up an animal rights militia and specified that a victim at the library should be at least... 12 years old and at least four feet tall. She was arrested. Those charges were dropped when it was determined that she could not be rehabilitated to competency. So she's kind of got a screw loose. Uh, It seems that way. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is strange. Tattoos done at a high school. That's what a mother of a 15-year-old student said happened. Uh, Shartisha Lee's daughter came home with a small cross on her wrist. And now she wants to know how this happened during class. Lee's daughter told her mother that another student gave her and others tattoos using a method called stick and poke. And she said that it it was done during study hall at the high school while the teacher was in the room. So the the tattoos are going on while the teacher is right in the room. Yep. And now Lee is uh, worried for her daughter's health. Someone at the uh, health department said that her daughter will have to get tested for hepatitis, A, B, C, A, B's, and C. Uh, syphilis and HIV. Wow. However, they have to wait a month for doctors to detect any diseases. While they wait, Lee's daughter and other students involved have been suspended for three days. That's like how they do prison tattoos. Yep, exactly. All right, and there you go. That is what I have for you in the bizarre file at this point. Uh, we are going to have on the program later this morning uh, authors David Bor- uh, Bornicht and also Josh Piven. They're the authors, authors of The Worst Case Scenario, uh, which they're doing the uh, experience at the Franklin Institute, which yes. is going now through a, April 19th. A basic realization of the books. It's, it's yeah. fascinating stuff. And they are going to be hosting a quizzo at uh, Science After Hours on December 3rd. And so they're going to stop in this morning. And after that, around 9.30, we're going to have a radio legend in Philadelphia. Debbie Calton's going to be here this morning from our sister station, WMGK. Uh, she's retiring next week, man. She's been... She's been on the air for 36 years. She has been not only at the same radio station, MGK, for 26 years, she's been in the same day part doing middays for 26 wow. years. I am conflicted about this. Uh, I, it's, I'm it's i glad for her, but it's uh, we love having her here. We do. Absolutely. So we'll talk to Debbie on our show uh, a little bit later on. Let's take a break. Come back in just a moment with that stuff and more. Make sure you stay with us. Here, Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity on demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Yeah, with the camp out, a few things to mention as far as uh, what's being planned. And you can check uh, com for uh, a list of events that are coming up, like the um, the City Six Challenge is going to be on Tuesday, right? The Papa Shot mm-hmm. event is uh, going to be happening. Are you going to yes. mention anything about that or no? No, 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 we're good. Okay. I mean, well, listen, uh, we're just going to mention that it's... Uh... Going to be awesome. It's awesome every single All right. year. All right. And uh, we got Flyers players stopping by on Wednesday in the afternoon. Uh, we've got a load of guests set up, and uh, we're going to do the world's largest gender reveal party. We're going to try to kick that off on Monday morning. We're starting big. Yeah. 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 And uh, our knockout tournament, we're going to play, uh, you know, shoot hoops at the, uh, the Sixers court after uh, after the broadcast on Monday. Monday night is comedy night at Victory Beer Hall. You will want to be there. we got some big-name comedians that are going to be on board. We can't say who they are yet, but... There are but contractual there are, things we have to honor. We have two guys uh, that are straight-up headliners, yep. you know, that you would uh, pay to see them at uh, Helium and Punchline. Yep. Uh, so, it's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, and we'll we'll try to you know we only have one more day to promote it. We have today and tomorrow. I know. And that's it, and then we're then we're doing it. Well, you we've been through this dance many times before, and you always worry, and there is always hand wringing. I feel very confident. I think there's so much in play here. Uh, we are just the only difference really is uh, we are about twenty five, thirty, maybe forty yards from where the tent normally is. Yeah. And uh, it's, so it's right in the same parking lot. Mm-hmm. Everything has shifted just a bit, but we have access to the same stuff. It's going to be great. In, in a couple of ways, it might be easier making your donations this year. Yeah, oh. we'll see how it works. Yeah, uh, yeah. so also uh, Monday after the show, probably after the uh, knockout tournament. And by the way, there's great prizes that could be won at the knockout tournament, like autograph merch. Uh, I didn't know that. Tickets. Yeah, stuff Sweet. Like that. Yeah, and in fact... Uh, we this, did it for fun last year. Yeah, so the Sixers okay. tickets are going to be for a future game. But it's also like a like a VIP experience wow. as well. So like I, I think food and drink that that's involved. But all, after that, Coach Brett Brown's going to come by the camp out, and he's also going to be joined by Nick. I, I think Alan Vigneault, the Flyers head coach, is going to be there at the same time. So I think we're going to get the two head coaches under the tent at the same time on Monday afternoon, which is pretty badass. So yeah. obviously we got to have Pierre handle that whole oh thing. <laughs> well, Steve, sports on on Wednesday afternoon, and Pierre will be broadcasting. Uh, if all goes according to plan, I believe six Flyers players are going to come over, and that'll be during Pierre's show. But it'll be six guys from wow. the team. Uh, and I'm sure Pierre's in-depth questions will be uh, noted. Uh, and I think Monday morning is Crowbot playing live. They're Crowbot band, is playing a band live. that we've been playing here on the air is going to be doing. Uh, they're putting on. A, they're going to play a couple songs, song or two. Who knows uh, what'll happen? We went. Through, there's a list that I have. I took down. You know, every day I know everyone has these uh, similar lists about, and it's just one right after another of things that are going on. But again, if you can't make it, we encourage you. If you really want to see what we're talking about, go during the morning for the for the show. But obviously, there's stuff going on around the clock, yeah. and uh, we're there. We're in the tent till about nine nine thirty, and then obviously have to go in. We are in an RV, a five wheeler, actually, right in the parking lot. Person and I will go in and go to sleep. We maybe make love, depending on how much energy we have. <laughs> right, right. Pretty pretty tired while we're it, it yeah. wipes us week. out. I yeah. mean, maybe a handy, and that's it. <laughs> Even that's work for one person, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I, it is honestly, yeah. especially when you've been signing stuff all day. Oh yeah. my god! Um, <laughs> on a serious note, Keep I, I want to <laughs> add that on Tuesday after the show, uh, Mike Scott from the Seventy Six is going to come by, uh, and he has really endeared himself into this city. Yeah, um, so he's going to come by at some point uh, after the show. On Tuesday afternoon. And awesome. you know what we haven't even mentioned is Casey's going to be swimming Monday morning. Isn't that crazy? We, I we, kid you not. There will be a, 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 a like a lap uh, pool. A, a heated pool. They're called, uh, like it's a swim spa, if you will. Uh, They're it, awesome. It it's runs, an endless pool. Yeah, an endless right. pool. It runs a current. 
and uh, I've been challenged to swim at the highest So you get speed. in, we put the open wire in the pool, Yep, and then you start <laughs> swimming. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Are you looking forward to this? I, I am. Here's the deal. I, I, uh, I haven't... I'm not that fast a swimmer not anymore. Strong a swimmer. I'm a strong swimmer. swimmer. There's a difference between know, a strong swimmer and a fast swimmer. And, and one's I'm, probably stronger. You know, it's okay. You know, yeah. Right. We'll, we'll see what happens. You know, with these things, any of these things, yeah. Like from the, the the gender reveal to everything, if it works, it's great, and if yeah. it doesn't work, it's great. Yep. Like in my, in fact, people expect our stuff to not work. If it if it yeah. works, it's great. If it doesn't, Steve will still make it great. So <laughs> don't worry. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So and I, honestly, the best scenario: an ambulance leaves with <laughs> one of the contestants in the back. That'd be great. And did right. Uh, calendar release parties Wednesday night. Oh. I didn't even mention that. Okay, yeah, I, people are texting in, so uh, we, we've shifted that this year. It used to be around the corner. Now it's going to be at Xfinity Live, yep. uh, and that'll be Wednesday night um, in the main building. Yes, and to that point, calendars will be available. Right. You want to get them signed by all the people, and you want to engage in the event that we, we used to conduct uh, You know, off-premises. That exact same event will be conducted on-premises, and hopefully, because we're doing it this way, we get more donations of food. And... We'd get really tight with calendars towards the end of the week in years past. And now we're really hoping to ensure that everyone who donates gets their calendar. And speaking of the calendar, the girls are all going to be in the studio tomorrow morning. And we're going to reveal who's on the cover and each girl and their month. I I completely forgot about that. (laughs) I completely, I thought, oh, it'll be a a chill show tomorrow. We'll have Marissa's Uh award-winning cranberry sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of that, uh, Thanksgiving is still on the brain, obviously. So uh, any Thanksgiving topics we need to get to. Uh, we're going to do now. Uh, speaking of us being together all next week, uh, apparently it takes less than four hours before Americans need a break from their extended family during the holidays. <laughs> so wait, is that us? We'll need a break from each other after four hours? Uh, we have a monetary investment in staying together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. Most families don't. Yeah, right, right. They're not contractually obliged <laughs> to be with each other. <laughs> you know, I, I may recuse myself from this conversation because I don't. I don't have this issue. I know with, you with my family. It's you have crazy. A, you, you have a very loving, everybody gets along, wonderful Norman Rockwell family, which is bizarre because yeah. we definitely. Of course, have... Norman Rockwell played Mr. Roper on Three's <laughs> Company. It might not be you that needs the break. Oh, it might be them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Hey. You ever think that? Yeah, when is, an... is Casey leaving? Uh, I can't. It's at my house. <laughs> He's uh, gone. He's gone. <laughs> we can stop pretending we're happy. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's crazy because we all have dif- uh, differing opinions on things, you know, socially, politically. politically like but you all, all, you stuff, all but... love each other. You're a super tight family. I, I, I envy uh, that. I hate you for that. <laughs> I, I you know, in, in a way, my, my wife's, my extended family is my, is, are my in-laws. Uh, well, not, well, not my in-laws. They're both dead. If they show up, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, that <laughs> but, would be. But if, if uh, would ruin the festival. My brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws yeah. and all that. So, so that extended family, my wife's family, because they're closer you know, years ago, and I was talking to, the, you know, I, I, my my aunt, uh, one of my aunts, Aunt Mary, passed away two days ago. I just found out about oh, it. And, and so, but everyone is so spread out. I really hadn't seen her in a, in a long time. And, right. and so uh, I see Claire, my wife's family, much more. And everyone does, for the most part, get together at these events. So I, I don't encounter this. But I've been at family gatherings with other families yeah. where you see the matches lit. And pressed about four hours sounds right. Yeah. A survey of 2,000 Americans who are traveling to visit family for the holidays found respondents can spend an average of three hours and 54 minutes with their family before needing a moment to themselves. (laughs) Uh, Three quarters will hit a point 
where they need time away from the crowd, and results reveal that respondents can be uh, creative in their ways of escaping. One in four of those surveyed have hidden in a relative's house to take a moment alone, while 37% have gone so far as to make an excuse and leave the house altogether. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. With the new access to medicinal marijuana, will this help the situation, do you think? It can't hurt. <laughs> it's it's uh, got to make it better. In fact, maybe... Better than booze, I People would can stuff the bird <laughs> with some pot. You know, uh, my friend has family in um, a state that is uh, recreationally illegal. And, they and what's were that there, like? Uh, the, he said it was weird. Um, because but they must have ate a lot of turkey. Well, I mean, because everything, w- like, it was smoking, it was edibles, you know, it was, uh, like, uh, the vinegar. Like, and he really? said, that, you know, there there were people that... He just never, ever, ever would have even suspected imbibing in that stuff. That's interesting. Doing that. Uh, and it, it becomes much more normal. I mean, if, you, yeah. if you're in Colorado, uh, for example, or uh, parts of, uh, you know, other parts of the country where it's become normalized, uh, it's alien a bit still to us, mm-hmm. but not to them. Was this at a party or a family gathering? It was a family case? gathering. Okay. So, I mean, it was like, you know, like his father-in-law, you know, who I know. In his, his, no, dad his, always cuts the coke. But, but this guy is as straight-laced as it gets. Yeah. And I was like, really? Him? Oh, yes. Like, yeah. And I like hookers, too. Uh, like not even drinking alcohol? Straight? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. He definitely likes his, his craft beers and stuff like that. But... Because, you know what, Case? Yeah. It's legal. Yeah. And and you can do that if you want to. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that that's the way I look at it. It's not quite so scandalous hey, as, it, as it once was since it's now legal. Years ago, Turkey was illegal. Yeah. Was look it? That no, 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 no. Everybody has it. <laughs> Uh, so the survey examined the delicate balance between wanting to spend time with family but also needing a bit of space. 95% of respondents believe it's important to spend the holidays with family. And two in five of those planning to stay with family admit that it can be a stressful experience. Now, the top reasons that respondents stay with family are because it allows them to spend quality time together. Uh, that 60% say that. They enjoy it, 53% said. And because it's cheaper and more convenient. Despite that, almost one-third of respondents believed that they would enjoy the holiday season more if their family wasn't all under the same roof. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the same number say that their family would actually get along better if they had some space. So it's a lot of it happens when you have to stay there. You know what I mean? So to that point, over the course of, of years, we've had situations where um, you co- you drop in for a little bit, make a visit, move on. That I think that tends to happen more around Christmas or the, the you know, Hanukkah or whatever. Uh, you know, those, those kind of holidays. Thanksgiving is more a sit-down, multi-hour yeah. hang with the family. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's where the issues come from. But even before we started hosting, it was a, um, we're going to hang here for a little bit, but then we have to go over there for a little bit. And you were trying to do... You just say over there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go over there, guys. I'm going to go over there now. Uh, no, but, you know, it was uh, Christmas was with my family, and Thanksgiving was with my wife's family. And then my family as well. Um, it's but, so much. Yeah. It, it, traveling that much on any holiday is exhausting. I mean, it's Jersey and Pennsylvania. Uh, and it was really, it was all just to pick Pollyanna at my parents' house. So, Which I would love to do Pollyanna. I've said that to my family for years. Ever since you told me that you do it with all the adults in your family. Yeah. You know, and your Chris family, Kringle's and they, cool, too. They do not. They're, no. They're like, Chris no. Kringle. We want to buy for everybody. So Chris Kringle, we, so we do a Pollyanna and a Chris Kringle, right? Chris Kringle is, done. is group sex. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. No. I didn't want to do that with my yeah, family that, at we've, all. We've I, always called it. And t- Edna smells like liver. 
<laughs> we had always called it Secret Santa, Secret Santa, and we just did one version of that, and that was it. So, all right. So, Pollyanna is just one gift uh, on one day um, when we have like a, a quote a Pollyanna dinner after Christmas. Now, Chris Kringle is something that you do from the time you pick, and so it's essentially a Secret Santa. Oh, this. And it started when, yeah, and it's well, it started when we were children, right? Um, so it, you would do you. It was like you were like their little angel for a month, right? So from from oh, um, for a month, yeah. So from Thanksgiving until Christmas, without them knowing. <laughs> yeah. I'm mouthing you, my approval. Did you say F that? Steve and I are both going F <laughs> that. You know what's so crazy? I'm surprised that you saying F that because you... I so, love that, but I yeah. think what's happening is is that you... A month of... So you, you are what you're... You don't have to do it every day, and, and so... I try to be pleasant in general anyway and do wonderful little things. That's why everyone adores me. But when you were kids, it, it was something as simple as... I'm going to, you know, let's say I have my brother for Chris Kringle. Yeah. I'm going to make his bed for him, you know, unbeknownst to him. Or I'm going to, you know, do something nice for him around the house, unbeknownst to him. Or he's going to go to bed and there's going to be like a candy bar sitting on his pillow and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, it's nice. It's cute. Yeah. I, it's I a, like it. It's a really cute idea. It's and a then, lot of work. So it's, Screw that. It's go more ahead. work now, even though we Ebenezer. all live close to each other. It's more work now because now you're trying to do little things. For people that they make their bed, right? <laughs> well, you can't make their bed, so you're you're doing other little. What the things f are you doing them? in my bedroom? I'm making your bed. So people that don't live under the same roof, yeah, it's got to be difficult. It's to, a lot to harder, but um, we but because it's been this tradition, we love it. You know, okay. yeah. By the way, speaking of our secret Santa or Pollyanna or whatever you want to call it, can we draw out that today since we're all here together? Well, sure. Do we have to do it again this year? <laughs> you well, don't like doing it? I, I'm just <laughs> no. I love it. <laughs> You could tell by, by Ebenezer. The... Yeah. You turned that around Dude, on you. Two yeah. seconds ago, she's like, I've been trying to get my family to do Pollyanna because for I years. I have no choice. I have to buy for them. You can't show up to Christmas. You I'm guys are just. I'm starting yeah. to see some ideas. You're my financial investment, remember? <laughs> yes. As, as I'm going and shopping for my family, I'm starting to say, oh, somebody, you know, so-and-so yeah. might like that. And yeah, yeah, I, and yeah. I'd like to go ahead and buy these things now while yeah. it's actually I have so many great ideas. Mind, guys, I think I so. already told Nick Murphy what I wanted if he got me. Didn't I the other? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have, I have lists and I, you, you have names. You know, I have so many for, ideas for yes. you, Steve, and, and they were all Hallmark store ideas. And then you got the shirt and I was like, oh, man, I was going to get that for Steve. Steve, I legit almost bought you a tactical shovel yesterday. On <laughs> it, it showed up. I, did you see it on Instagram? Instagram? Yeah. yeah. You can chop down trees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, no. I want that too. Do you know what I just saw? I just ordered the thing that looks like a claw that if you, uh, if you, if you're, I think I've seen it, you can throw it down and it'll close on anything and you, and it'll pick it up. Really? Oh, I I don't know what you use it for. Well, I could have used it. The video looks cool. I lost a zip disc. Wait, Chuck just came in. What? I almost bought that shovel last week. (laughs) (laughs) It's tactical. So I saw it on Instagram and then Uh, I went to Amazon. I'm like, oh, it's only 20, 30 bucks. It was 29.99. I'm like. I should get this for Steve, even if I don't get it for Paul. Well, guys, look up the, the it's a like a tactical claw on a rope, and you can like they show you you can pick up like a dime if you're. Does it say the I word? know what you're talking Does about? It got the yeah. word tactical in it. It has tactical in it. Oh, God. There's a yeah. whole tactical section within Instagram, right? Like I that... bought tactical tampons. Okay. <laughs> oh. You can use them as bear traps. Yeah, bear traps. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The string will catch the bear's yeah. foot. Yeah. Last year, didn't Casey give to everybody? Well, so you can't do that. But I'm super generous, Kathy. I'm like, 
nicer than everything. It's rude. It uh, is rude. It is rude. No, no. What happened was uh, I had somebody for Pollyanna. I can't remember who I had. But then it was also You Chuck's... had Nick Murphy. Didn't you give him a pillow? Oh, I gave, yeah. And then, but, I, but it was also Chuck D'Amico's birthday. So I gave him something. And then, and then you found something you wanted to give Steve, and then it just yeah. escalated from there, and you bought for everybody. But it was like a you know what? Wine. What I would you know do, what I Kathy, for you guys. because you say it's rude, I'd get back at him by giving us all $1,000 gifts. <laughs> you want me to get back at him that way? I mean, okay. if you really want to get back at everybody. Give us all $1,000 yeah. gifts. No, because what you're going to do is turn it into everybody is buying for everybody. Because now I'm not going to be the only person that doesn't give to everybody. Yeah, you got to stick to the rules. Listen, man. I'm just trying to get six presents from you guys. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> Seven All right. presents. Uh, Steve, is this the thing? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah, the multifunctional stainless steel gravity hook, something or the other, folding grappling hook, climbing claw. It's a grappling hook. Uh, now, the, the one I saw on Instagram said tactical. Okay. So I knew it had to be better. It's only 14 bucks. No, this one's too small. The other one that I saw, you could pick up larger stuff. Okay. Anyway, can I come back to this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't right. remember what now, it was. We were back. We, the, the four hours no. is when yeah. the average family descends into yep. madness. I want to draw names That's for Pollyanna. All oh, right. Okay. All right, so anyway, the average respondent is staying with family for three and a half days. It's holiday season, by the way. <sighs> but the sleeping arrangements might be one reason that they're not staying longer. When hosting a family, nearly 40% say finding sleeping arrangements is one of the most stressful parts of preparing for guests. And that could be because there's not enough space for everybody. Oh, there's always space when I go stay with relatives because the hotel has many, <laughs> many rooms. <laughs> many rooms. Uh, I could not agree more. <laughs> there's no, I can't stand that. Is anyone down here? Is anyone downstairs? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I simply want to go get a, a, a quarter glass of water. Yeah. Can, I, can I go do that? See, it's... Yeah. Like Casey's family, it's not like that. My parents have plenty of room. They bought, you know, a new house. They were supposed to be downsizing. They have like six bedrooms. So when people <laughs> stay over, it's like a party until the wee hours. And then whoever wants to get up, you get up, you make well, coffee, you do what you want. Will but, they bring a tray of food and coffee and biscotti to your room to your at room? 11 o'clock at night? <laughs> no, my mom won't do that. Yeah, there we go. Respondents report an average of two people will end up sleeping on something other than a bed this holiday season. So that can be a bit of a problem. <laughs> I don't mind sleeping on the couch. I we, really we, don't. We yeah. actually have legit a guest room situation now, and and they're actually good good beds. And and when relatives a certain number come in, absolutely that's fine if they want to do it. However, you know I'm going to go visit my dad soon, and they have they have a, a guest room. But I stay at a, I I feel yeah whether they say it or not, I feel as if I'm in imposition on on people, and it's no big deal. And I like having you know. I like having that scenario better. Yeah. Also, it gives you at a certain point in the evening you can. You know, I don't want to be a drag on someone's life. Even and people are generous. I get it. I understand well, it. You're doing it for your own good, and I understand that. Like you just, you don't want to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to. Yeah. Steve, yeah. We're, we're you know, like I said, we're going down to my brother's, and uh, he has two young sons. I'm so excited to see them. I can't wait to spend Thanksgiving with them, and my son's going to be there as well. Uh, but it's a, a four year old and a six year old. Yeah. Guess what? We're getting hotel rooms. Yeah. You know, and it's not just. Because I don't want to impose on them. I, I want to be able to sleep in a little bit yeah. on Friday morning, you know? And my own comfort at that point, you know, like, you, you want a couple of days off that you're everyone, everyone is happier. We have a yeah. big family gathering uh, after, uh, so we wait for the whole family to get together. It's the weekend after that mad rush. Right. And they, everyone comes in. I put them up in hotel rooms so that they have, because I can't put 50 people up yeah. in 
And you know, they'll the be house. happier, and you'll be happier. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it works out, and there's no knifing. <laughs> uh, by the way, that when staying with family, the top concerns were found to be lack of privacy, family getting on respondents' nerves, and drama between family members. Kath, do you have any drama? Because um, it's... I, 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 Yes, of course. Like usually real- it doesn't happen yeah. on the holiday and usually who's ever causing the drama isn't there. So, uh but no, I mean we're we're pretty much I think our families are similar case. We don't really, you know, my mom always has the open door. There's a lot of people there. It's usually fun, not like, oh, yeah. I have to go there. Who's the main source of drama in your family? Oh, right now? <laughs> <laughs> Cuz so we can hit right the ground now, running it's a few on few cousins. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's usually cousins, right? Yeah, yeah that's that's what's going my on. My family again on my dad on my side, my family is so spread out that we don't you know, I, I actually would love to see them all for for uh at least you know, one. That's why you have to make you have to travel half, you know, three quarters of the way across the country to see my brother is my one brother Gene is in Virginia, so that I can swing, but he goes over to his in laws and hey, I'm coming with you. Yeah. <laughs> and this is my brother. Does your entire family live in Delaware County, Case? Oh, yeah. All of them? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We all live within like a Nobody five to left. ten minute radius of each other. Wow. Yeah. Is that by design? Um, not, I, no, not necessarily. I think, um, you know, my sister for a little bit. Moved she, to Rutledge? <laughs> no. Um, she li- she's, I think, the only one who, after college, lived outside of Delaware County. And she lived in East Norton for a little bit. But she was working. East Norton. Uh, well, she, she knew the language. Monco. Yeah. It's Monco. <laughs> Is it East Norton or West Norton? There's both. Well, there's both, yeah. Uh, I think it's East. If there's a West, there's got to be an East. Um, but Did she- you talk like this? <laughs> then it was West. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she had worked in the um, North Penn School District, so All she right. needed to be a little bit closer. Okay. But uh, I now she lives in media. Yeah. And uh, it's, I, yeah, I, I love the fact that we're all... Cool. And I don't. It's not like I see them all the time. It's just nice to know that they're there. Okay, it know? is there uh, that oh, classic man. Courier and Ives, you know, family gathering thing where the family isn't trying to kill each other. Such a wonderful thing, but it, it's hard to achieve. My wife and I will take time occasionally to talk about how happy we are to not be living near our family. It's wonderful. <laughs> There's a benefit to that too. Oh, on on this Thanksgiving, as with many things, you know that that me being sort of. Able to just chill is a good thing, yeah. I, especially leading. And people are so kind, and they they you know they invite me over and stuff like that. It's like it's all good because for me, getting that lull before the campout is essential. Yeah, because for that that whole week we are meeting and greeting and shaking and doing the whole thing, and it's, I I I look forward to that. But you need some downtime, and also. If you go to these things and you're around kids, kids can, a lot of times can get you sick. Yeah. And if you get sick prior to that, we're dead men. Well, so we're going to – we'll have a house full on Thanksgiving Day, and then that's it. And then the rest of the weekend will be nice and chill for us. Are you Good. Going shopping on Friday? Uh, no. Oh. No, we're going to go down the shore. What's the worst fight you ever got into at the uh, the, the house, Kat? Do you ever have anybody storm out? Uh, on a holiday? Yeah. I don't not, not that I can remember. No, because it's usually like I said, it's usually like a party. It's not like you, you know, yeah. like you guys are thinking like everyone's sitting in, around talking about and somebody brings up politics. You right. know, ours is there's always a lot of people. And so it's kind of more like a party than it is a biggest, sit down dinner. The biggest drama we ever had was uh, we were waiting on my aunt and uncle to come over and with their kids and everything. And we waited and waited and waited. <laughs> and we're just like, screw this. We're, we're eating now. Yeah. How long uh, did they make you wait? Uh, I don't remember. It was like an hour. And uh, wait a minute. Is this the whole clip or just the last part? Because I wanted to play. <laughs> no, it whole... cakes for nothing. <laughs> so that was me. <laughs> Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah well. Wait, cakes for nothing. 
Christian. Um, uh, well, but, but it was Annabelle is here. But it was oh, no. it was big drama because they were they were pissed that we started before them, but they were late, and you know, and that can that can be a source of. Uh, of um, issues. Yeah, but, the uh, most drama that we ever had it wasn't even stemmed from an argument. It was that my mom never turned the oven on, so we didn't have turkey. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and she put the turkey in there? Yeah, oh, the turkey was in there. She didn't know it wasn't warm when she put it. You couldn't? Wouldn't you oh. smell the turkey cooking? Press, my mom is infamous for it. Like, she doesn't even know what preheat is. That just means the oven. The, the oven's on. So, By the way. No, she probably just threw it in and never so, turned it on. Someone posted on Twitter. Uh, I saw it pop up a couple times. So, would today be the day you take the turkey out of the Add freezer? It, right. It depends on, oh, right, yeah. on how right. big it is. Yeah. 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 If yeah. it's frozen solid, yeah, you want it out soon. Right. Because you we, can always put it in the fridge and let it sit once it's thawed. But I, I have had the occasion where we didn't we didn't thaw it out enough. And we're like, oh, man. <laughs> now what do you do? You know? right. We're picking up Tom today. Oh, really? Yeah. You get fresh? Uh, fresh. Yeah. Every yeah year. We do, do you club one. it yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Is I isn't there is there any other way? I go to Negan Farms. They give you a baseball bat with barbed wire around it. Mm. Is yours name Annabelle? My turkey's name is Annabelle. Some people call her Annabelle. <laughs> I love it. Negan Farms. By the way, this uh, survey was done, an online survey asking uh, people what they are uh, most thankful for. Yeah. If you had the choice of one thing to be thankful for, if you had to choose one, would it be family, health, friends, something else, or I don't know? <laughs> I don't know. Family. Don't know. Family. <laughs> family. Yeah, family, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be wild if Gary I mean, Lauer has thing. the most perfect family <laughs> thing? You know. We just don't know. Let's go around the table. What is everyone thankful for? Yeah. <laughs> you want to take bets on that? <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be so anomalous, it right? Be, like yeah. the family there. I want to be just like Uncle Gary. Sixty-two uh, percent say family, eighteen percent say health, and seven percent say friends. And huh. then everybody else is something else, or they don't know. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friend. And then this other poll was done. How many Thanksgiving celebrations you plan to attend this year, including family Thanksgivings, friendsgivings, workplace Thanksgivings, etc. So friendsgiving was this weekend past, right? For most people, yeah. I saw a lot of p- pictures posted of friendsgiving. A lot of people were home from college this past weekend too, right. so it, it gave people an excuse to get back together. I remember what before I was married years ago. Um, this weekend, when people would return from. School and everything, it was... Oh, great, right? It was awesome. Well, tomorrow yeah. night, yeah. I yeah, remember yeah. the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, like, that was it's a huge... Biggest party night of the year. Well, it yeah. was a huge night to go out because that was it. Everybody was home from college, mm-hmm. so you got to see your high school friends. Yeah. And then, um, usually the reunions are this weekend, right? Usually they have it, like, you know... Oh, 15, 20-year reunions? I think they yeah. got moved. I think they used to be more popular now, but because it's so busy with Thanksgiving, it's more often in, like, middle of December or even January. Because my like buddy's it was, uh, this past weekend. Okay. Uh, on Saturday, which I thought was weird. I'm like, yeah, well, ours was we- in October. I, I think really? it used to be more convenient to have it now to, okay. you know, around Thanksgiving, but the people get so bogged down with family obligations. Too that, much. Yeah, that it's too much and they'll just have reunions at separate times. Well, and I think as you get older, you're then, you know, you may have moved away and so you're traveling to visit your family, right. maybe not necessarily in the town where your reunion is. According to the poll, 50% said that they will be attending one Thanksgiving celebration, 19% two, 18% none. Which I found interesting. I had I had that for a, for a number of years where uh, you know I was working, working on Thanksgiving, and then then th- that way it had its own charm. Yeah, yeah. I I never I never felt 
that I was missing out. It just became something different that I enjoyed, you know, and, and then I would... I well, always made it work somehow. Pierre will be working. Pancake yeah. will. You know, that's for me, that's uh, Thanksgiving tradition to tune in to, to those guys. And, uh, With special I'd... guest Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle. <laughs> New edition. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, anyhow, however you decide to celebrate, hopefully you enjoy it. Make the best of it and keep these little tips in mind about getting some space if you do feel a little, uh, you know, confined. Put 911 on the speed dial, Your though. family members and so on. So, but, yeah. Uh, anyhow. All right. We should take a break and come back in a moment. We have some guests that we're going to have on the program before the show is up. So make sure you stay with us. And our friends from Ridley House are feeding yeah. us this morning. We love it. And uh, they are the... Number one place in Delco to watch your favorite sport. And while you're there, you can enjoy options from their rustic menu, handcrafted cocktails, robust selection of craft beers. We'll take callers 15 and 16 and give you $50 gift cards. 215-263-WMMR. They're located at 2107 McDade Boulevard in Ridley. Website's RidleyHousePA.com. We'll be right back. Hey gang, starting Monday, December 2nd, we are camping out and broadcasting our show from Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. It's Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance and fueled in part by Energy Transfer. Now join us for special guests each morning inside the warm confines of the Beanbow Bakery's USA broadcast tent with free hot coffee from Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Join us on site and drop off your non-perishable food donations at the General Building Contractors Association Demolish Hunger Donation Area. Camp Out would not be possible without the generosity of you, our great friends and listeners, and our partners. Comcast Spectacor and Philadelphia Flyers, White Horse RV Center, Precision Solutions, Acme Markets, Keen Compressed Gas, Ashley Home Stores, and Injury Recording and Production. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. So the worst case scenario survival handbook came out so long ago and we had these guys in we I can't remember we had one or both these guys in our studio when think, the first one came out was it both I think it was both it was 1999 if it, if I remember wow. we were we probably were, media yeah, right we were in media yeah, yeah, yeah. we were here and I think we were 18 me- years old yeah. <laughs> yeah you were 18 so I was 16 David. we're going to welcome David Borgnick and Josh Piven to the show yeah. thank you and you guys are still milking that thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't yeah. we all? You know what, right. though? It was right. a hit out of the gate, <laughs> totally. I remember, and it, it took off. And I just doing the research, the amount of titles uh, that you have now, it's an empire. It's a, basically an empire. Now, you all do other things. Uh, Josh, you do screenwriting and, I mean, uh, plays and speeches and stuff. And, and uh, uh, you know, uh, David, you do uh, other books and things of that nature. But this this is the core of the empire you've built. It's the it's the foundation. We prefer the alliance. Not the alliance. The empire. the empire. How many books now? Oh man, under that title, like two dozen different books. Wow, a bunch for kids, junior editions. We did cards. Uh, TV shows were based on it. Right. right. Two. Right. Uh, I think one was on TBS. The other was Discovery Channel. Correct. Yep. Correct. A uh, Bear Grylls. I think called a lot from you guys. Right. Yeah. We taught him everything he knows. Everything. <laughs> but I remember. I remember the initial uh, draw of that book was the outlandishness of some of the survivals that you guys had, the scenarios that you had, and the ones that stick out in my mind specifically were a falling elevator. Yep. And that was in the first book, right? Yeah. Was a bear attack in the first one? Bear attack, yeah. quicksand, sharks. sharks. Yeah, all this stuff where you were like, legitimately, how in the hell would one survive this type of thing? So it was a novelty. It was it was a novel idea. 
at the time. And then I assume there's just scenario after scenario after scenario that you can get to. I, I wonder, because you've put all this together over the years, and this is sort of in the embryonic stages of the Internet. So I wonder how often you were pilfered for content, you know, uh, online. Do you, do you often see your stuff pop up? Oh, yeah, all yeah. the time. But, you know, at, at this point, it's just kind of flattery. And, yeah. and, it, and you know, we actually strangely created the best-selling survival manual <laughs> of all time. It's crazy. Uh, just two guys in Philly messing around who loved action movies. And, and yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anybody can take this and spread it around as long as they use our name. So that was the, the step-off point. You were watching some action movie, and, how, and you were thought, hey, how, how would you survive that? How would you do that? And then you were off and running? Uh, sort of. I yeah. mean, I, I was in book publishing. I was trying to think of book ideas. I loved pop culture. Right. Um, read an article about a guy who had to land a plane without the pilot, and something clicked. I was like, oh, man, there are real-world answers to these situations. Right. And let's go find them. How many scenarios came directly from Indiana Jones movies? <laughs> Snakes, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, giant rolling boulder? Giant rolling boulder. Okay. Uh, poisonous darts. Okay. Because I would think there's plenty of plenty of material. Yeah, Indiana in Jones, Die Hard, James uh-huh. Bond movies. You know, Many. catch the guy without the parachute. When, yeah. you know, right, Many right. James Bond movies. So one of the main reasons the guys are here is there's this experience at the Franklin Institute, which is going on now until April. Nice long run for that, yeah. by the way, awesome. which is really cool. And then you guys are doing an event on December third, correct? Yeah, yes. there's a science after hours event. Go okay. ahead, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> at the Franklin. So we're gonna have. Worst case scenario, Quizzo. Oh, uh, so that, that should be it. fun. And it's also a Home Alone themed evening. So there should be some uh, fun Home Alone things. You know, Joe Pesci may come by. No, Joe Pesci. Just kidding. <laughs> probably not. Just kidding. Probably not. But you guys but, are but big. You fun. never know. Yeah, you, you never, never know. know. You Can't guys, say definitively. You guys are big pop culture guys. So you're, all your references are yeah. you're both funny. So that, that should be a, it should be a great night. Um, with, with all. And the one that I thought that catches my eye is the uh, worst case scenario, Paranormal. Uh, so as you do these the, the research for this stuff, are you now are you just simply are you simply calling from the internet or are you actually talking to experts? Are you talking to parapsychologists? All of it, all uh, all of the above. I yeah. mean, we we go to primary sources as much as we possibly can. Interview people. Find the, experts. the aliens were especially helpful. For that. <laughs> the aliens <laughs> helped you. Right? Yeah. yeah, a few rectal probes and you had all the information you needed. No, exactly. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with this. I, I think as a, as a child, I had a pretty active imagination. I was a little bit scarred by the movie Red Dawn. Oh, um, yeah, sure. So as a result mm. of of watching that, I looked for an escape plan every single place I went. I mean, Smart. whether I was at church, at school, at a mall, or whatever, I was like, okay, if the Russians come, yeah. what am I going to do? And so I had sort of been living this scenario quite a bit. Um, I, I do – so I have a – I know these people. He's going to try out some of his tactics. Yeah. All right. no, no, it's no, a Patrick no, no. Swayze okay. question right. because I don't have an answer. How would you defend yourself against the ghost of Patrick Swayze? <laughs> what now? Pottery. I, I, pottery. I, I've been wanting to bring this up on the air uh, because I had heard I, there are these a couple of different people have told me that they have, as their children are or, or I'm sorry, 14 years old, have actually already started teaching them to drive. Right, and I'm, I'm like, well, that is just silly. The risk versus reward of that is just, um, you know, and not, it's illegal. It, well, it's illegal. Yeah. Well, and in the it's, Midwest, and it's not, I think you can drive, and when it's you're not worth younger. it. But, but I, so I had asked them, why are you doing this? And they, and the only acceptable reason I would have uh, accepted would would be, well, in, um, in a. Uh, a scenario in which there's an emergency, 
and I need to be, or somebody needs to be taken to the hospital, and they're the only person that can drive a car. To me, that's the only acceptable scenario, and that wasn't their scenario. Well, if you're at drunk, all. you know, yeah. you <laughs> <watch it. laughs> right. go get daddy some <laughs> booze. That's why I'm teaching my daughter how to drive. Go get daddy some alcohol. <laughs> uh, you know, like you chop off a limb. You know, while you know doing, uh, you know, sawing something at home, and you need to be immediately taken to a hospital. I could understand that, but just to teach a 14 year old how to drive makes zero sense. Well, well, I, well so, my 18 year old can't drive. She has no desire to learn how to drive. I just turned 16, and I have not taken her to take her driving test. They can elude large boulders, so you end up up wedding. Yeah, she's in the city, so, you know, this is her her theory. Some of the topics, uh, parenting, weddings, worst-case scenario, college, worst-case scenario, dating and sex, worst-case scenario, golf, life, broad topic, holidays. Uh, we We just had a conversation about what could... Well, let's ask you, is there a worst-case scenario for avoiding family fights at uh, Thanksgiving gathering? Uh, yeah, that's in there. I mean, um, yeah. the the best way to, to do it is to learn how to quickly change the topic, obviously. <laughs> right, but, right, um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, try to focus on what you can agree upon. You know, turn no the politics. conversation to that. <laughs> no right. sex, no, no religion. <laughs> right. Talk about fruitcake. I thought everybody could agree about that. <laughs> right. Fruitcake. Right. We all love fruitcake. <laughs> so a couple of things. I've done uh, Science After Dark before at the Franklin Institute. It's a blast. I, I've been to uh, two or three of them over the years. They really know how to uh, throw a great party. So you guys are going to have an awesome time at that. And, and Quizzo is a really cool way to be a part of it. Uh, and secondly, my son is 13, and I handed him the book uh, maybe a month or so ago. And as a parent, you're always trying to get your child to read, right? And I was surprised because... Maybe not surprised is the right word, but uh, a kid will often take the book and say, great, Dad, thanks. But he started getting into it, and then the more he read, the more he wanted to read. Are you guys at all uh, taken aback by future generations or current generations being uh, as enthralled by the book as, as they were 20 years ago? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really a family book. I mean, we don't we do not do anything too scary or dangerous, and in fact— the the whole premise of the book is is kind of hopeful. There are answers. You'll to survive everything you might yeah. think of. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you know, all ages really have always loved the book. But it you know, people just don't know whether it's real or if it's a joke. It gets that's what he asked. You know, is and, this real? It's both. Yeah, well, well you and know, it is both. You know, when I was growing up, you get you joined the Scholastic Book Club in school, and I would always get the Guinness Book of World Records, and that mm-hmm. was a that was bathroom reading. You know, yeah. and that was a, that's. And that's exactly what these books are, and they're 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 fun. Let me ask you, with technology, has that you know has that introduced a whole new set of surviving technology, surviving uh, you know stuff that we had not even thought about. You know, when you first appeared on the show in 1999. Yeah, absolutely. In the 20th anniversary, which is the one that you guys are holding that came out in April, we actually have a whole section on technology because, you know, as you alluded to, the Internet was kind of in its infancy. So now we have everything from, you know, out of control, autonomous vehicles to flaming cell phones <laughs> to getting doxxed, you know, having your getting identity doxed stolen. Is, yes. Having, you know, having a stalker online. So, you know, all these kind of worst case technology laden scenarios that, um, you know, that didn't really exist. It's playing cell phones. For that's example. helpful stuff. Yeah. Getting 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 hacked and doxxed and, and all of that stuff is our real real world issues. Yeah. Uh, the survival experience at the Franklin Institute, um, who curated all this, who who made the decision of which survival techniques were going to go in there and then and did the actual uh, exhibit itself. So we worked with a, an amazing team at the Franklin Institute, including Abby Bish and um, uh, Larry Dubinsky. They they have a whole crew of people who worked to develop it in conjunction with this company out of Minneapolis called EDG and Jeffrey M. Curley Associates, who really they partnered built and yeah. built it and designed it. And, and so we took all the material and we all brainstormed it for a you know, period of months and tried to imagine the, the you know, most outlandish 
things we could put in there that would be safe to test and, and uh, came away with, with 13 awesome ways to kind of test your metal and just have a lot of fun. Love it. So is this the first place that's being displayed? Yeah. Are we yeah. hoping for a tour of this type oh, of thing? Yeah. It's touring. It goes to the Fleet Science Center in San Diego after the Franklin. Awesome. Um, and then a couple of years later, it'll go to Houston. So we've got some gaps in there if museum people are listening. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be uh, around the country for the next oh, few years for cool. sure. Which is cool. And, and also, with I think, each as, as the Franklin does. So this is the step-off point. The, the, the debut is, is the Franklin Institute. But as they move to other locations, they may uh, will will. Are you on a consulting basis where you can come in and if they want to add an attraction or something? Oh yeah, that... they definitely. Yeah, I think you know what we've we've carved out um, square footage for museums to actually personalize it. So for for example, Houston, where um, it, it's it's going to go there, they want to do something obviously that's related to space. So right. we're gonna we're gonna think about how to do something. You know, if you how to survive in a space capsule if you lose your oxygen or something like that. You know, I was so thinking how to go to the bathroom in your seat. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, actually, it's zero gravity. Zero gravity. It involves yeah, yeah, yeah. a tube and a bag. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is really next level. I mean, think about that. I mean, you, you know, you guys had the books. You have the board games. What are what other iterations have come out of this? Calendars? There have been, yeah, know. calendars. Uh, there, was a, there was a video game. There was a virtual reality uh, demo that was pretty cool. But I was wondering about made. that. Never got made? No. This would be perfect for a I VR know. game. Well, but nobody really wants to do VR, it turns out. Like, you know, <laughs> who, who, who really is going to immerse themselves these these days it just hasn't kind of like it's too clicked. soon it's too soon uh, yeah. it's got to be less nausea inducing i think okay. for people that i don't know we it. like it we played uh, vr i've got the it's oculus going. i've got the yeah. ps uh the vr people the playstation vr i love them they're it's great just, yeah they're, not they're everyone's totally into fun. it though yeah yeah it's got it, it needs to be done with just like simple glasses or something so that it's less cumbersome but right. um but yeah we've we're uh we're Talking, you know, with the folks out in Hollywood about some new iterations, film and TV. And I could see that, like a, a show or, or, or a movie being done about it. But in your wildest dreams, a museum exhibit? That <laughs> yeah. is so cool. No, it was it was something that we'd thought of years ago but never acted on. And then the, the 20th anniversary, you know, came up this year. And we were, we were thinking a couple of years ago, what should we do? And just decided to go talk to them and get some information. Didn't really think the Franklin Institute would actually do it, but they loved it. Well, I, it, it's just so, you know, prevalent and, and all over. And there are people who have ripped you off, you know, that have done the same sort of thing and, and shows that have done that. Uh, so, you know, I guess in a way that's that's flattery. Let me ask you, in, in all your years of, of research and all the stuff you've done, what is the scenario solution you're most proud of, each of you? Oh, man. That's a good question. Well, I think we have 1,100 scenarios, so you're asking <laughs> 1,700. Narrow it down to one, to one scenario. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the new the new book has how to remove your own limb. If you're, oh, <laughs> so that, well, that was that a pretty happened. good one. That's, that I think wins. The emergency oh surgeon was like, really? You really want me to tell you how to do this? I was like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I actually like... Uh, Escape from a Bad Date, which we did in the Dating and Sex book. Um, <laughs> Dave's we used actually, that on many occasions. <laughs> I have, it's true. We, uh, we consulted uh, the guy who um, was was a spy master and was the consultant for Argo, and uh, he actually taught taught us how you change your appearance and how you slip out unnoticed. Oh, Tony, uh, what's his name? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. his last name? I can't remember right now. Oh, my God. So he, you can, so, and that's part of that. I remember that throughout the books you do, you, the people you are citing and your, your experts are always fascinating. So it's not just like, well, we found this in a, you know, a, you know, a deck of cards. No, no. We correspond yeah. or interview these guys primary, primarily ourselves and, uh, and, you know, have at least some back and forth with them just to make sure that the material's vetted and the way we write it is accurate. It's awesome. Tony awesome. Mendez, by the way. Yeah. Thank you, you yeah. for that. 
Wow. Okay. Well, listen. So, so the event coming. And by the way, what um, uh, do you have? Other books that are pending to come out that you're kind of working on now. Are We're you done working on that. We don't. We haven't really decided what what comes next. You know, we've done a lot, but yeah. uh, but things aren't getting any better. Right. <laughs> I don't know. In fact, there's more things oh, to survive. Come now, Dave. <laughs> you well, you actually have made the world better by providing people escape plans. So there you go. There Look you at it that right. way. Yeah. 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 Hey, listen. They're working on artificial intelligence and drones Absolutely. and things like that. You got plenty of material. Right, that's right. right. Climate quick... change is not going away. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. One quick thing: the uh, the the automated kill drone. You know, like the Boston Dynamics uh, dogs with machine guns on them and all that stuff. <laughs> Did you ever see the Metalhead episode of Black Mirror? The uh, oh yeah, yeah. God, so that was. Do you have, you working on something like that, or uh, I'm uh, assuming an, an, some sort of electronic pulse? Uh, you know, to to yeah. To yeah I think laser cats will fix it. Laser all. cats. Laser cats. <laughs> I'm just developing that yeah. idea, guys. All right, so a uh, couple of things to know. Uh, the survival experience at the Franklin Institute, the worst-case scenario survival experience, is going on now through April 19th. And you can get tickets through the uh, the website, of course, at, uh, at the Franklin Institute. Uh, but the event that these guys are going to be hosting is a Quizzo Science After Hours December 3rd at the Franklin Institute. And uh, I'm sure there's a limited space, so you want to get your tickets now. Yeah, yeah. get your tickets. We'll probably a, sign some books if anybody a needs a holiday. There's ginormous ball pit that you can jump into. I just want to put that out there. It's <laughs> super right. fun, super fun. Oh, nice. it looks great. All the pictures we're seeing look sensational. And, can, well, and survive quicksand. Hey, congratulations, guys. Yeah. This is, uh, that's, that's huge. And uh, we're very proud of you in this area <laughs> for doing what you've done. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you. Thanks to David and Josh for being yeah. here, guys. Now at the Franklin Institute. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Let me give away some goodies to eat. $50 gift card from our friends at the Ridley House. Who are here this morning? 215-263-WMMR. Call number 12. We're going to set you up. Don't forget, you can check WMMR.com on the events page. See all the Miller Lite pre-party locations where you could win a seat at the Christmas Miracle. Four pairs of seats are given out at each appearance, and they're going to be doing one at the Ridley House on Thursday, December 12th. So just a heads up on that. When we return... Broadcasting legend Debbie Calton will be in our studio. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest worked for 10 years at WYSP, and then she spent 26 years at our sister station WMGK, and most remarkably... In the same day part. <laughs> Middays for 26 years. That's unheard of. And unfortunately, this is why we're playing the song. We're saying goodbye to her. Next week, she is retiring. Our good friend, Debbie Calton. Speaking of Christmas here. lights, Kathy will be horrified. I've had my wreath up since last Christmas. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I know. So sorry. That's my girl. Nick loves you for that. But Casey, that's why we do things in Delco, that's right? The, yeah, that's how we work oh, in Delco. I'm so proud of you, Dad. Debbie, right. I, I have to say that you seem very, very at peace with this decision. I am. Okay. You know, it didn't. Oh, God, look, you have my picture up there. That's so funny. Um, Yeah, I thought about this starting about a year ago, and I, I was going to do it, but our boss, Bill Weston, would not let me. <laughs> and then, uh, so I stayed another year, and then I was told I needed to stay until the fall ratings book was over, so that's why December 6th. But uh, I'm good. I, the best job in the world. Yeah. I mean, seriously. People ask me where I'm going. I'm not going anywhere else. Why would I? This yeah. is the best job. I'm just, I'm just ready to not have a schedule anymore for a okay. while. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So that's it. Well deserved. But you, now you voiceover work and stuff like that. That's we'll obviously see. always an option. Yeah. We'll see. You know, I get a lot of family stuff right in front of me for the next couple of months. So I'll be dealing with that. I don't know if you heard. My uncle discovered a Van Dyke in his art collection. What? So Dick I Van real, Dyke. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Tyler Moore's in the background. Um, wow. That's sensational. But, uh, so I'm going to be doing. He's written a book. And I'm going to be doing a little PR for him. But uh, basically, I'm just going to see where things go. It's a big question mark. It's and very exciting. What, and that's what you should do. Just don't. If you, if you want to do stuff later on, do stuff later on. Right now, don't do anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. take it easy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for, the, the, you, know? the, you don't need to establish a solid work ethic. You've, we, we, <laughs> we, we get it. You're, you're good. Well, yeah. you know, and you were saying about having that midday shift. I was been the best shift possible. But my son is now 28 years old. I took him to school. I picked him up after school. I mean, I couldn't do anything. It's, it's the best shift on the clock. <laughs> yeah. I did. I did middays. For like two years, and it's just the sweet spot. It is so nice if you can settle in and find your audience. It is just the best shift to have. But then I you got the person. bug. You said, I want to wake up at 345. I want to get up early. Okay, so I, I wanna... did that this morning because we just had our turkey drop at yeah. MGK, and so I was doing your hours this morning. Uh-huh. So I am so buzzed on caffeine. <laughs> like, so, do you know, I almost ended up at MMR instead of YSP back in the day. Because really? I, I was working at a station in Chicago, and a new company came in, and everybody got fired or whatever. And so a bunch of people came uh, to Philadelphia, and I thought, well, let me go check out Philadelphia. And I had an interview with the program director here at the time, Charlie Kendall. And uh, so I came in to talk to him, and he left town that day. There was such a fierce rivalry between YSP and MMR back in those days right. that uh, the program director there at the time, Michael Picosi, got wind that I was in town or whatever. He says, I'll hire you right on the spot. I don't care what you do, what you sell. <laughs> wow. So I ended up wow. going there instead of coming to MMR. Who knows? I could have been Pierre. You got, <laughs> hired, you got hired out of spite, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, was, it, was a, it was a block to get... You to YSP instead of MMR. I guess, I don't know. It was yeah. very interesting the way it all worked out. And Nick, Nick used to be like kind of my intern at MGK. I mean, he was on the ground crew. Remember yeah. all those days at Maddie's that we used to work together? I do. I also Maddie's remember. Malvern. Uh, Malvern, yeah. yeah. I also yeah. remember walking into Debbie's studio while she was on air doing an interview. The on-air light was on, and I was I needed to talk to her about something. <laughs> and I was a rookie, and I, I, I to this day, regret oh, the no. decision and still feel shame when I think about it. And you were so nice to me, and I will never <laughs> never be able to thank you enough for uh, just being kind because I walked in, I don't even you were talking about Mick Jagger or something yes, it didn't impact you because you just went about your day uh, but I was like oh my god I ruined her show isn't that funny the stuff that people remember because I don't sure. remember that at all but, yeah. but, it's, yeah, but, it, but it's great to still you know that you're around still yeah. I mean it's fantastic and um, your promotion director he, I also he was a ground crew director for a while Eric, Eric. Yeah. No kidding. Okay. Uh-huh. so I go b- way back with some of these guys and it's great to see them progress it's, it's so many rich histories you know around here obviously with pierre and you and 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 uh there there is a familial aspect to everything and you know people depart and so on and so forth but you you learn a couple things over the years never burn bridges in radio right yeah (laughs) always be nice if you can you know and and all those things come back and and then obviously if you if you love it um, if you love this and love what you do, then you you it's not work, you know, yeah. and, and that, that's a wonderful thing to have. So for you, you've you've invested all the time, and uh, um, you know the classic questions have to be asked. Yeah, your 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 most. Uh, 
what memory stands out ahead of them all for, for you for all of this, these decades of work? Well, it's funny. I actually got interviewed by my Uber driver last night because he wanted <laughs> oh, really? to know what I did. And I said, I work in radio. And I said, but I'm getting ready to retire. He's like, Debbie Kelton? Like, yeah. He, he pre-interviewed and, uh, you. So, and he did a great, it was like 60 minutes was in the car. I mean, he did a great job. But he was asking about interviews. And um, David Crosby was like the scariest, but actually turned out to be the greatest. He was so good on air, but every time the mic went off, he'd had a bad morning and he was cranky and yeah. every time the mic went off he was like and I, I, I was almost crying but then i turned the mic on and he'd be fabulous he was just fantastic so and you care what goes out on the air did, did you see the, the recent documentary his the the i haven't seen that yeah yet, it's so. it's pretty wild yeah. and he, he takes ownership of his mercurial Absolutely. way yeah. and he was very mercurial that yeah. morning but still one of the greatest interviews any, so. any rock stars you ever uh befriended that uh, that you would call a friend over the years well you know my husband ship plays with yeah. tommy Stinson, so mm-hmm. they're cowboys in the campfire, and Tommy's family. But of course, he, I, going to see Guns N' Roses with a guy who was in Guns N' Roses <laughs> was a really fun experience. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm really good friend, uh, friends with all of Thurgood's, George Thurgood's band. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's quite a few. All right, so. how about uh, how about terror moment? On the radio. Well, that uh, would have been so- that David Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, probably right. when Nick walked in. <laughs> I wasn't sure if any any equipment malfunction. You know. So, by the way, over the years, and and I think we all share this in the in the industry. And think I might have had one the other night. You have the the studio dream. Oh my god! Studio yeah. nightmare. I don't have those so much anymore, but right. every so often I do. And uh, yeah, there have been times. Uh, well, you know, when we have equipment changes with our computers <laughs> and stuff like that, you press a button. There's nothing. Yeah. And you press another button and there's nothing there. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to have to keep talking until an engineer comes in here or something like that. I've certainly had those moments. Yeah. <laughs> when was the first time you realized, hey, so people are actually listening to me? Or, <laughs> you know, and we all get that time where it's, oh, you are, oh, really? Well, when you say something that's incorrect and the phone's all light up, that's <laughs> when. So anyway, but speaking of saying things, my boss is looking at me like, when are you going to get back on the radio? And my radio <laughs> station, nah, nah, so nah, I nah, nah, nah. How great must it feel to not really care right now? <laughs> is that what yeah, you yeah. Fire me? Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to this <laughs> Now, I got to say, though, it has just been a terrific run. Philadelphia has been so good to me. Uh, it's, it's just absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I came from another town, and you know, Philadelphia is a tough nut to crack here. Yeah. But when you're accepted here, you're totally accepted here. And I can't say how grateful I am to all the listeners over the years. And I also, you know, getting back to like being nice to people, I remember the first time I really kind of met you guys. I was broadcasting, I think it was the Stones U2 concert, I forget. But both of you guys came up and you were still over at Y100 at the mm-hmm. time. And you were kind of fangirling. You know? <laughs> totally. And it was yeah. very sweet because I was listening to you guys all the time. And that was so sweet uh. that you did that. Casey always reminds me that when he was a lifeguard in Delco, that he used to listen to me. So, yeah, I was at a pool where. Uh, it was uh, Saybrook Village in Wallingford, and, and I would say 95% of the people that lived there were uh, elderly, and there was no shade at this pool. So I was by myself for the entire summer. It was me and Debbie Calton for the entire <laughs> summer. Wow, that's very special. And also, can I say, I mean, I, oh, God, there's even more pictures you guys have. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to be on MMR, so thank you. There you go. <laughs> have you ever been on MMR? You ever been on the mic here? No. Never? Never. So wow. thank you very this much. This is our first time in the studio today. I this know. This is a bucket list for me to actually wow. be on MMR. Listen, I want to ask you, you know, all these years of following John DeBella, <laughs> is it difficult 
to pick the uh, the hairs from this mustache <laughs> on the microphone when you get on here. I found my ways to deal with okay. John DeBello over the years. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, you know, the, the coolest thing is uh, is that you've given us a gift, is that we can all go forward and say that we worked with Debbie Cowell, oh, yes. which wow. is an amazing thing. That's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. Don't make me cry. I'm not crying yet. <laughs> wow. Thanks, guys. No Thank problem. You. So you got, how, when, when's your last day? Uh, next Friday, December 6th. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and we'll be at the camp out for hunger, so we had to get you in here this yeah. week. Yeah, again, sure. Casey accosted me on the way to the ladies' room. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. That's all right, but I'm glad you did. He Thank said, tell you. me that Nick story again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a party? Are we going to have a party for I you? I don't think there's a party. I mean, I'm going to have people in the studio on December 6th, so yeah. Bill's not really aware of that. <laughs> have you got, you got an idea of, and you don't have to reveal it here, but do you have a, like a final song I picked do. out? Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm not, oh. not telling anybody, it. but I do. I have a final hour. Can you do us a favor? What's Make that? your final song the Pina Colada song. Oh, good God. I used to play that when I first started MGK. That's what we were playing. You've got to send that Pierre, out to Pierre. We've never heard Pierre talk ill about any music or musician, but he despises that song. He yeah. does, yeah. If you like Pina Oh, God. That. I dare you to play that one. <laughs> All right, what song, and I know you got to get out of here, but what song that you're currently playing kind of blows you away that it's quote-unquote classic rock right now? Well, so we've started playing Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and Metallica and stuff Pearl like Jam. that. So Pearl Jam. Yeah. yeah, well, I know that's big for you. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's truly an evolution, you know. And again, when I first started at MGK, it was a greatest hits of the 70s. So we were playing the Pina Colada song. We were playing the Spinners. <laughs> we were playing uh, the Stones. We were playing such a mishmash. If it came out in the 70s, we were playing it. So this has been a very interesting evolution. Wow. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, we've it's been an honor to work with you and be a part <laughs> of the gotcha. same broadcast family, and we wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much, guys. You Thanks bet. for having me. Yeah. Debbie Carlton, guys. And she is done next week. Wow. Okay. We should take a quick break, come back in oh, a moment. Wait. Well, we got time for the Bizarre File, bro. Oh, my God, that's this break. Yes. You're right. Let's do the Bizarre Fire. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fire. And it's brought to you this morning by Lorenzo's and Sons Pizza. Lorenzo and Sons Pizza has been family-owned and operated since 1970. You can visit Lorenzo and Sons at Xfinity Live in Westchester and in the Wells Fargo Center. So, here's somebody who was thinking on their feet. A scary situation of alleged domestic violence in Oregon ended with the the suspected abuser in handcuffs, all because the victim's daughter used an innovative approach to seek help. She dialed 911, but instead of asking for police, she pretended to order a pizza. The victim's daughter said that she used this tactic to keep the person who was hitting her mom in the dark, that she was calling for help. That way, he wouldn't run away before the police got there. In uh, the strategy worked, and we have his, the audio. If you want, I know. To in his 14 years of service, uh, the call that the dispatcher, a guy named Tim Tenyuk, uh, has never gotten before, said, "But it's something that nobody's ever really been trained for." He said, wow. "We're just trained to listen." Wow! And he alerted officers to uh, turn their sirens off when responding. Uh, because his intuition was that something wrong wow. was going on. So here's the audio from that call. 911. I would like to order a pizza. You called 911 to order a pizza? Uh, yeah. This is the wrong number to call for a pizza. No, 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 you're not. I'm getting you now. What apartment? Is the other guy still there? Yep. I need a large pizza. All right. How about medical? You need medical? No, with pepperoni. All right, we'll get him going. Thank you. There you oh go. Yep. Smart wow. enough to think that through. Yeah. 
Mm. Fortunately, the guy didn't hang up, thinking it was a it was a uh, you know a prank call or whatever. That just gave me the chills. Totally, absolutely. So thinking on her feet, and that did it. Uh, Neighbors watched a dog uh, take the ride of a lifetime. It was stuck inside a car, spinning in reverse for about an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Neighbors said uh, the dog didn't seem to mind it at all. He didn't get out of the cock-a-doody car! You got it! You got to use it twice now! (laughs) Neighbor Anna Sobel looked out her window Thursday morning, and a police car grabbed her attention, and then she said, I saw another cop car, and then another cop car, and she realized they were all responding to a gray sedan spinning in reverse in a cul-de-sac. And the one occupant inside was a black Labrador. Oh, my God. She said, I laughed. He was he was a better driver than most of the people I've seen around here. Uh, police say the dog's owner had briefly stepped out of the car when the dog somehow knocked the car into reverse. Police said that they were able to stop the joyride by punching a passcode into the driver's side door, uh, but not before the dog took out a mailbox, a trash can, and moved oh some bricks God. in front of a home. And uh, they Could have said, been a lot worse. Yeah. He said he was doing, I know, he was doing pretty good until he hit the mailbox. Uh, he went around for about an hour without hitting anything at all, uh, Sobel said. Uh, police say there were no injured, no one was injured in the incident. And said they said the dog seemed pretty happy when he got out. His tail was wagging. He was <laughs> went happy. for a drive. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And it's funny. The car was going fairly slow. Sometimes yeah. you'll see him. They're going fast. Whipping, yeah. Out of control. Now, another story. A chihuahua. Same thing sort of happened on Friday. This was in Louisiana. A man and a woman stopped to pump some gas in their SUV at a store. And at some point between the gas being pumped and the customer paying and leaving, police say the dog put the car in reverse. And uh, no one else was inside the car. He didn't get out of the cock-a-doody car! The SUV began moving backwards. That's three times! And eventually <laughs> came to a stop at another gas station across the street. Not only is it a mystery how the dog put it into gear... I mean, it's a chihuahua. It's Amazing. a tiny little dog. Yeah, the dog's name's Annabelle. <laughs> but it's, it's a miracle uh, that no other cars were hit or people were hurt when the SUV crossed four lanes of traffic wow. with the dog on board. Some people call her Annabelle. Police say <laughs> <laughs> one of the owners of the dog sustained minor injuries while trying to chase down and stop the SUV. It's astonishing. Uh, no word at this point on whether the dog's owners were cited or if the dog will have his license suspended. Did you get the story about the uh, support lobster that started up and drove a big wig? Oh, I'm going to oh, save oh, that oh, for oh, tomorrow, no. yeah. Uh, High Point University student Morgan Taylor came across an unexpected sight Wednesday night after witnessing what appeared to be an employee at a local nail salon butchering a deer carcass inside of the salon. Oh, wow. And I saw the picture of it. I mean, it's like... Right there in the middle of the salon, she's gutting this deer. So is that part of the service? Maybe. Nails and venison? The salon is Diamond Nails, and Taylor posted an image of the scene on social media showing a woman going to work on the deer meat in what looks to be a waiting area in the salon. With her teeth. She captioned the image with the hashtag, uh, not fond and oh buck no. <laughs> While encouraging anyone who is hunting for a nail salon in the area to visit this establishment that specializes in manicures, pedicures, and amateur deer butchers. Uh, She had never visited the salon before, but did report the incident to the NC Cosmetic Arts. Uh, No one has uh, responded to a comment from uh, the media about it. I think that would not be uh, hygienic, correct? That's what I would think, but, you know, interesting. A Utah teacher. This is, okay, listen to this story. 
A Utah teacher was charged with kidnapping for allegedly taking a five-year-old girl off school grounds for nearly 40 min- a 40-minute walk in what she claimed was a huge misunderstanding. Amy Martz could face 15 years to life in prison if wow. convicted of what she says was simply trying to help a child get home. She said, I did not kidnap a child. I followed a clearly distraught child as she left the school grounds. I felt she was not safe traveling alone. Police say the girl's mother went to school to report that her daughter, who is autistic and nonverbal, had never made it home. <clears throat> a short time later, Martz called to say the child was with her. They walked more than a half a mile away from the school. Martz, a sixth grade teacher, by the way, was charged Monday with child kidnapping, a first degree felony for the unauthorized stroll. Surveillance video shows her and the girl walking hand in hand away from the school. Another teacher reported seeing Martz try to give the girl a piggyback ride. March stressed her intent was never to kidnap a child. She said, I had no intent to interfere with the child's trip home. I was providing safety to what I felt was a vulnerable child because she was distraught. The incident began when she spotted the girl sobbing uncontrollably and leaving school grounds. She said, so she took the girl by the hand to help her find her way home. Only learning later, the child had trouble communicating. She said, at each fork in the road, I stopped and said, which way home? And she would confidently say, this way home. But after a while, she said, I finally realized that this cute girl did not know where she was going. And since uh, she only intended to be gone for a couple of moments, she said she left her purse, her cell phone in her classroom, and even left her own child behind to wait for her. Eventually, she went to a house and asked to borrow a phone and called the school. March said she tried to explain the situation to the girl's parents who only speak Spanish but believes that a language barrier contributed to the mix-up. She said at the end of the day, the dad asked, at the end, so you just took her? She said, no, and I repeated the story again. I felt the language may have been a barrier to understanding my good intentions and the safety I provided. She only learned that she had been charged. She was contacted by a local outlet seeking comment. She then learned there was a $25,000 warrant out for her oh. arrest, so she turned herself in. Yeah, isn't that wild? So I hope they're going to figure this thing out. And this, and this is why, you know, listen, I've seen kids that appeared to be lost yeah. before at like an, an event where there's right. people. And I'm like, and you might, yeah. Yeah, where can I step in and when am I? You know what I mean? No, I, 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 you get worried, and and someone. It sounds like she was really trying to be a good Samaritan. Agreed. If you if you try to, if you have somebody that you need to communicate with who speaks a different language, talk slowly in English but loudly. loudly. Right. Right. They, they will understand how you clear it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, nah, but if you've seen a child that needs comforting that might be crying and nobody's <laughs> around to help them, I mean it's. You yeah. have to approach cautiously, yeah. but you you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's stories like that that make you go, oh, man. You're on your own. You know? So, yeah. yeah. Sorry, kid. Yeah. It's a tough world yeah. out there. It's life in the big city. Yep. <laughs> All right. And there you go. That's what I have for you in the Bizarre File. Didn't mean that on a kind of a downer one, but uh, that's where we are. All right. Let us take a break. When we get back, we're going to see if you've been paying attention. We'll have a lesson question for the day. Uh, trash and music news. I've already given away all my gift cards for the Ridley House, but I do want to remind you that they are going to be part of our uh, Christmas Miracle broadcast, and it's uh, in conjunction with Miller Lite and December 12th. They're going to be giving away tickets for the Christmas Miracle broadcast. Awesome. Dude, we give away our biggest prizes of the year. We do. At the Christmas Miracle. So make sure that you're there December 12th at 9 to 11 p.m. at Ridley House. We'll be back in a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Kathy's Big Bag of Gifts, what we're giving away for the Word of the Week prize this week. Uh, and we will do that tomorrow. Not like normal. You know, it's not on a, on a Friday. It's a short week. 
And uh, do you want to highlight some of the things you're going to give away, Kath? Yeah, sure. So um, PJ Mask, PJ Seeker is actually a really, really cool gift for a little boy. Uh, we have the Magformers amazing police set. Um, everybody, has, we we actually had a not your average listener on that uh, worked for Connects. Remember that? Uh-huh. So we have uh, a Pac-Man roller coaster building set. Uh, we have a cat construction vehicle, and then Casey, uh, do you have this or do you just know about it? It's the lawnmower 2.0 yeah. from Manscaped. Yeah, it's for your nutsack. I mean, literally. Really? Yes. <laughs> I mean, they, they are as overt as possible when they're like, "Dude, it's for your junk, bro." You know? Yes, that's straight what up, it is. pro dozer. <laughs> I got I got stuff saying, bro. Casey has been using bro <laughs> a lot the past few days. If you know, you've known me a long time, I have. Over, over twenty years. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed this about me, but I have a thing, and I'll and I'll stick with it for a couple of months. Yeah. So, so bro, hot minute, hot, yeah, and I uh, will be something else, in and hopefully a month or so. You've been calling your son bro. Yeah, I know. He broed me the other day. <laughs> Kidding? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was What's like, up? did you just bro me? He's like, yeah, bro. bro. I'm like, I love you. All right, so we're giving this stuff away on Wednesday, tomorrow. Yeah, and tomorrow. it's over $700 in prizes, so you will be set as far as the gift giving goes. Yeah, be prepared. Like, bring a friend when you come to pick it up because it's yeah. a lot of stuff. Yep, agreed. All right, so we're going to do today's lesson question. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Kurt Metzger and... Uh, uh, Luis uh, Gomez on Friday, January 17th. That's a punchline. Okay, so the question that we have for you this morning is, what subsidiary of Build-A-Bear is now available in the airport? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. What subsidiary of Build-A-Bear is now available in the airport? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Star Restaurants. This holiday season puts Star Restaurant gift cards at the top of your shopping list. Good at 39 destinations, including Budokan, uh, The Love, and Park. And you can pick one up today or visit StarGiftCards.com. That's S-T-A-R-R, gift cards. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Joseph Parisi, who received a $100,000 investment on Shark Tank, has been arrested for selling narcotics overseas. Ironically, the product Parisi pitched on Shark Tank makes it easier to sell narcotics overseas. Oh, my God. (laughs) Princess Beatrice, the daughter of Prince Andrew, is reportedly distraught over her father's friendship with deceased convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Beatrice is jealous because her friend's dad is friends with Duran Duran. And finally, Miley Cyrus and new boyfriend Cody Simpson are getting ready to spend Thanksgiving with Miley's family. In fact, the unconventional Cyrus family has offered Cody the honor of fisting the turkey. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. All righty. Let us see if we can find a winner. What subsidiary of Build-A-Bear is now available at the airport and 215-263-WMMR. Is our number, and we'll get a caller as soon as they put that caller on hold. I am certain they probably have the right answer. And here it comes any second now. Caller on line four. Ladies and gentlemen, any second now, we sense that call will be put on hold, and then we'll have a contestant who will participate in the game. Preston is participating in himself. Does it say he's on hold in your eyes? No, there's an X that indicates the conversation is still in effect. <laughs> Let me go see what's going on there, guys. Right. Casey's now going to leave the studio and see what's going on with the caller. Yeah. Any second now, the Hindberg not quite to the morning mast. We've had uh, we've had a couple of technical issues this morning, so that m- it might be the case. Casey, yeah, is it frozen? Phones are a little wacky over there. Okay, well, uh, Joe says build a gun. Joe got it right. Yay! Yay! Joe! 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 Yay!
Yes, Ooh. Joe, congratulations. Yay. Last time, first time. All right, so uh, Bill the Gun is uh, the... Now he's gone. Answer. Now he's gone. <laughs> so we have an extra gift now to give away. No. Uh, we're going to set Joe up with a pair of tickets to see Kurt Metzger and Luis J. Gomez on Friday, January 17th. 9.45 p.m. at uh, Punchline Philly. You can get tickets for all their shows, January 17th through the 19th at punchlinephilly.com. The shows are 21 and over. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! <laughs> all right, we will begin with news about Motley Crue. Guitarist Mick Mars says he was clearly joking <laughs> When he said in a 2014 interview that he would invite the world to come for free if Motley Crue ever reunited following its 2014 farewell tour. Mars added that he was wrong at the time to say that the band would never tour again after completing what was billed as the final trek. He posted on his Instagram page when, while I was clearly joking about the free tickets that night... I was also deeply convinced that we would never, ever be touring again. I would never have expected to be facing a whole new generation of fans demanding to see us play. And it's so soon after that they, they announced this. But I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, since seeing that movie, The Dirt, I have a an appreciation for Mick Mars that I didn't have before. I, yeah. I don't know if that's accurate to who he is. I, I, maybe you're familiar with him, you know. But the, the character, at least, as portrayed in the movie... I liked him. I liked his. Uh, he was his always attitude. a bit of a mystery to me. Yeah. In, in real life, you knew more about Tommy and Vince than any and, right. and Nikki, honestly, than than uh, than Mick. But he he was much older than the other bandmates. Yeah, and he had a, he had a kid. He was going through things that they weren't. He, he got really sick. But he was also kind of this a bit of a curmudgeon as well, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of charming in a weird right, way. Right, right, right. He wasn't taking crap from them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he said, anyways, I'm eating a lot of crow and humble pie this Thanksgiving. He looks like it. Uh, for those remarks, and except that some of you see this as me being dishonest, I said what I said, and I was wrong. Peace, he says. So uh, you're going to have to buy your tickets. Uh, Ghost Mayman, Tobias Ford, said in a new interview, that he's following the career template established by Metallica with his band's fifth LP due in 2021, likely to be as important to Ghost as the Black Album was for the latter group. I like that template. He said, I regard Metallica as colleagues and friends now, but they're still Metallica. When I look to Metallica for influence, I'm looking at what they did in 1988. We're on our fourth album as they were on the Damaged Justice Tour, so the next stop is the Black Album for me. Uh, the singer added that he wasn't speaking about the music on the next Ghost album, but its place and overall evolution in his band's career. He said that doesn't mean to expect riffs. It's two different things, what the record sounds like and knowing to put yourself in the right spot at the right time. He said, when I had nothing and lived in a small apartment that cost very little because the ceiling leaked, the dream was to be able to live off making music. When I had kids, it became even more important. Uh, now is the time for something. It's about something else. I'm responsible for showing my wife and my kids that all these years of waiting for me have been worth it. One day my kids will be grown up, and I will have to be able to show them that all this time playing rock shows had a real purpose. Uh, the Killers played their first concert in South Florida in almost two years on Saturday. This was at the Riptide Music Festival in Fort Lauderdale. 
uh, where they made one local fan's night by bringing him up on stage to perform with the band. And I think this is cool because usually it's a guitarist that they'll drag up to play. Yeah. 17-year-old Jason Verabe faced the crowd of 35,000 from behind the Killers drum kit. Wow. After singer Brandon Flowers pulled him on stage to play for Reasons Unknown off the Killers' second studio album, Samstown. The high schooler caught Flowers' attention by holding a sign asking to play with the group. Flowers appeared amazed by Vera Bay, who confidently took over for drummer Ronnie Venucci Jr., and got to hear Flowers lead the crowd in chanting his name after the song was done. Uh, Vera Bay called it the most mind-boggling experience ever, saying that he uh, first started playing when he was five and counts Venucci Jr. as one of his heroes. He said, this is something that I've been dreaming of about my or for a long time. It was the most incredible experience, and I'm still speechless. That is so awesome. You know, it's the only, the kind of thing that only happens at rock concerts. You'll never see, like, during a performance of uh, Death of a Salesman. Right. Let me play Willie. Right. You know? They'll All right, come on up. up. Yep. Usually doesn't happen. Yeah, but that, so. uh, well, you've, you've had the experience of playing with Steel Panther on stage. Yeah, I did it three times. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty damn <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> I mean, that's it. In front of a packed crowd. All right, so what would your dream... Uh, concert B that you were invited up to play? Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney? Yep. Play with a Beatle? You kidding me? Yeah. That would be it. You got a new drummer tonight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably know him from the band Saint. It would be it would be a great like that. It wouldn't be Rush or something like that. I just did that would be that's too much. Preston, yeah. come up here and drum on that Christmas song. How disappointing would that be? Really, Paul? <laughs> yeah, really. Is there any chance we could, you know... Get behind the goddamn drum kit. I mean, I'll even do, you know, like, say, 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 or something you do with Michael Jackson. But no. Really want to Get play. your ass back there now. I don't want to play the Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'll even do Spies Like Us, if you want. <laughs> but I just... Let's not... <laughs> Play this Listen one. to that tasty drum riff. You should be like, no thanks, Paul. <laughs> Leave the stage. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Really? Uh, never mind. Thanks for no thanks. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come back to my seat. Yeah. Uh, Evanescence has shared its cover of the 1977 Fleetwood Mac classic, The Chain. Oh, that's a great song. It's an amazing song. I'm curious as to uh, how this sounds. Uh, it's the first studio track from the band in eight years, and it's taken from the soundtrack of the Gears 5 video game, uh, the latest installment in the massively popular Gears of War series. I loved the first. Did you play Gears of War at all? No. It had an incredible battle mechanism in, in the, the first and second game, and then the subsequent games all just seemed like expansion packs. Uh, singer Amy Lee said about the song, the That's lyrics Paul McCartney said. make me feel <laughs> about <laughs> the game. Feels like an expansion pack. Right. Uh, Amy Lee said about the song, the lyrics make me feel the power of standing together against great forces trying to pull us apart. Ah. Perhaps even from the inside. We're beyond excited to share this with our fans. I'm really looking forward to playing it live. So, yeah, you know what? I haven't heard it yet. I will uh, make sure I listen to that when we're done with the show today. And that is all I have in music news. I'm channeling my Casey. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Whoa. That, huh? Anyway. <laughs> you kind of sound like I, I went to see Frozen anyway. 2. Anyway. You sound a little bit like uh, Olaf. Like Olaf. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, just all a right. little bit. And you sound in a bit. In summer. 
like Annabelle. <laughs> a little like Annabelle. Oh, my Maybe. goodness. Right. Hey, uh, Living Color just um, hey. Instagram messaged us. What? Really? Yeah. That's cool. They uh, they looked at our Instagram feed of uh, Cam. I'm sorry to do this in the middle. No, of no, this, wait, this qualifies as Hold breaking on. news. Let me do this first. Some people call her Annabelle. Okay, now you can do it. <laughs> so he says, uh, whoever wrote this from Living Colors says, hope to be a part of the Cam Out uh, for Hunger again soon, and then hope you guys can come see us on December 21st at Ardmore Music Hall, oh. which is neat. And we often reference that performance that they did at Camp Out. It was one of the best we've ever had. Nice. It was great. Excellent. Uh, I have to give away a stocking stuffer that includes, it's from Disney, uh, and Pixar's Toy Story 4 and Disney's The Lion King on DVD, plus $50 gift card to the Disney Store. Uh, Toy Story 4 and The Lion King are available now on digital Blu-ray and 4K Ultra HD, perfect this holiday season for everyone on your list. So we'll take caller number 12 and give that to you, 215-263-WMMR. Did you see the uh, most recent Lion King? No, but I did see Frozen 2 yesterday, and I did want to tell you guys, even my, my daughter was like, she, we came out and she's like, essentially saying that the animation is even sharper now. Yeah, no it's, doubt. Uh, since, since the last one, it's uh, it's a marked up in, in its uh, detail. And you said Elsa's hotter. She's hotter. It was wild. I'm Our like, favorite... Disney princess. Yeah. They sexified her up even yeah. more. It was pretty wild. Like yeah. crotchless stuff? Part of, no. Not quite that, no. Oh. Uh, but uh, part part of the theme of the movie is... Let it show? No, they've grown up. Oh. Oh. Yep. Okay. So yep. she's a little milkier or what? Uh, meaning... She's thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> her complexion? No, I meant like her boobs are bigger? No, nah, she, oh. she doesn't have very big boobs. No, nah, she mean, just she's uh, pretty slender. As a, as, a, as a rendered character, she just is, mm-hmm. you know, that's it. And they're designed to be this way, to, to, to turn on old guy. Oh, are they? <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, no. All right, I didn't, I didn't mean to head down this path. I was just going to tell you the animation is pretty sharp. And is it a darker? The story is darker overall, yeah, right? Yeah, there's there's yeah. more of a survival um, element to it. They they touch on on death directly. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, her parents died in in the first movie, uh, and they that that's not uh, hidden away or, or brushed off. It's it's a big part of the story, actually. Which is kind of interesting. One of the funny parts, though, is is Olaf does recap the entire first movie. Oh, really? The entire movie. He, he explains. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's it's, cool. it was pretty funny. Pretty funny segment. But it was uh, my daughter when we were done. She said, uh, "She well, uh, sorry, that, that distracted me." Uh, she said, uh, "I would turn around and go watch that again right now." Wow, so well, that, that's that much, good so. praise. I thought it was good. I thought it wasn't as perfect as the first movie, but it's definitely fun. So. Uh, but anyhow, we're giving that Disney package away. Call number 12. We will set you up with that. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Get the letter of the day for that word of the week prize. And I'm going to go have another chicken cheesesteak from the Ridley House. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't mind. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2020. Shot on location at the Met, Philadelphia. 12 magnificent months featuring the most gorgeous girls and our loveliest listeners. Join us during the Camp Out for Hunger for the official release party Wednesday, December 4th from 6 to 9 inside Xfinity Live. Get your hands on a free calendar, hang with the whole morning show, and meet the girls of Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2020. Purchase info and complete details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
Uh, I would like to first and foremost thank uh, our food providers today, the Ridley House, who came by here. Thank you, Patrick and uh, Joan Rose and Peter and anybody else I missed. I apologize. Excellent food. Yeah. Excellent. Their their chicken cheesesteak is fantastic. They brought in uh, cheesesteak pot stickers and uh, Italian pork egg rolls and some salad and stuff. So um, don't forget that we did announce that the... Uh, the Presidency of Christmas Miracles coming up. I believe that's on the 19th of December. And leading up to it, it's a Mill Light Ugly Sweater edition. Uh, leading up to it, we're going to have some appearances where you can win tickets to the event. And of course, remember, if you get into the event, you have a chance to win some of our biggest prizes of the year. And uh, December 12th, from 9 to 11, we'll, uh, they'll, we'll be giving out uh, tickets at uh, the Ridley House, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it, listen, you call in, and we'll have opportunities to win on air, uh, but uh, this is sort of a way to cut out a lot of people. So you head out to the event, and you up your shot at getting an invite to, as you said, the one event with the best prizes of the year. Yep, so uh, mark your calendar for that now. Hang on a second. got to go to this call. Hi, uh, is this Jim? Yeah. Jim, what do you want, man? I think I heard a secret sounder. Yeah, I guess technically yeah. you did. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Play it if you, if you hear a, a sound effect and a song on a Tuesday, then uh, you just got to be uh, uh, whatever call we pick up. Yep. And then we're gonna so we're gonna give you a case of yards brawler. All right, man. All right, sounds good. Hang on a second, we'll get your information. Thank it you. is perfect for fall tailgates and impromptu celebrations. Philly beer with a knockout flavor. Look for it wherever fine beers are sold, including works at Why I'm Missing. So congratulations to you, sir. Uh, speaking of congrats, we may as well stay on uh, that line and uh, give something else away. I'd like to get today's Tuesday. So it's Tattoos Day. Yeah. Tattoos Day song, please. Thank you. Um, we had solicited for people to text in for a Preston Steve Tattoo, and we did indeed get a winner, and it is Jared McGee. Uh, Haddon Heights, New Jersey. And Jared has now got a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. And don't forget, they're located at 621 South 4th Street in South Philly. You can get tattooed by the area's top tattoo artists like a Mr. Don Juan. You can see his work on Instagram at Don Juan Tattoos or PhiladelphiaEddie'sTattoo.com. Thank you also to uh, David Borgnick and Josh Piven who came by. Yeah. Authors of the worst case scenario and the survival experiences at the Franklin Institute. It's an entire exhibit about their series of books. It's going on now through April 19th. And those guys are going to be hosting a quizzo at Science After Hours on December 3rd at the Franklin Institute. The theme of the night is Home Alone and includes a survival course based on the movie. Yeah. Uh, so, but <laughs> That's they're going to be doing theme. a quizzo thing. Should be pretty cool. They were very nice guys. And the very lovely Debbie Calton. Yeah. Who came by this morning. She is retiring from WMGK next week. She's the counterpart of the gentleman sitting here in the studio who works on our sister station in the same time frame, Pierre. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sound just like her. Wow. What a coincidence. Uh, she's a great lady. <clears throat> she is a great, great lady. lady. Absolutely. Very, very nice person as well. Yeah. Uh, so what's her last day next Friday? Friday. Yeah. yeah. And we'll be at the camp out, so oh, wow. we okay. need to have her on this week. So yeah, we very nice. Good that you did how, that. Hey, how was the airport? Airport was fun. You know, it really was fun. Um, they couldn't have been nicer. And we have so many uh, what they call ramp workers. Anyone who works below uh, the concourse is a ramp worker. So that could mean anyone from baggage claim to people out on the... Um, tarmac. 
tarmac to the people who, you know, wave the planes in to um, all these different you know, to mechanics. And they were they a lot of those folks listened to us and they were all coming by. Um, and then I was trying to stop pilots, but they didn't want to talk. To me. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'd waved. You, know, you can tell a pilot because I got that little uniform thing <clears throat> on. And I said, good day, Captain. Uh, <laughs> and they would just go right past. Wow. So, but it, no, it was fun, uh, and uh, we had a great time. Awesome. Yeah, it sounded great. Yeah, and we made some money. You know, a little money for Camp Out for Hunger, and uh, we welcomed some people home. We scared some people away. And um, <laughs> any more we, celebs came back that after was, that? CSNBC do good. Just the no. one guy, Malcolm okay. Nance. The okay. uh, uh, yeah, I did hear your interview uh, and your conversation with Stephanie from Phil Abundance, and that was really cool to hear because she was talking about what the airport does, and and uh, it really reinforced part of the reason why you're there in the first place to talk about camp out, to talk about food insecurity, and to talk about what what great work Phil Abundance does. So that was a nice segment. Well, yeah, and I was trying to figure out how the airport would actually be able to get involved, really, because. I had heard they'd had bins in the terminal, but it turns out they're in the uh, entrance area. So if you're dropping someone off, you can bring food. Or if you are departing, you can bring some food. And and each terminal has an area where you can drop off food for fill abundance. That's excellent. uh, It's pretty cool. We know that you're well-versed in all the rules and laws of the airport. Uh, Very well. Very well. Well, one of the one of the uh, ramp workers was saying, "I've seen you run through this airport." So like, <laughs> oh, that's really funny. That's one, great. One time he helped me uh, actually because I, I got there and the the gate agent said, "I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry ma'am sorry you got well ma'am call me I don't call me whatever you like if you let me out of the plane I'll just don't call me late for dinner <laughs> call me spot I don't care." Yeah. But um, the the lady was not going to let me on because it was 20 minutes. I said, I can make it. I can easily run through this airport. She goes, no, it's 20 minutes, sir. You have to, you're, you're going to have to get. And he came out of the thing and he goes, you could let him on. He's okay. And somehow he got me on. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was cool. I would imagine seeing Pierre in the airport is a lot like a, a Sasquatch sighting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he would go flying right by you and you're yeah. like, did I just see that? What was that? Was that? Was that Pierre? <laughs> Did I just see uh, Bigfoot? Oh, uh, you saw like Bigfoot, that. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I know right. that I know that airport very, very well. Yeah, and right. it was fun. We should do the letter. Are you yes. ready? Here yes. we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter I, as in illegal. We now have two letters, and the third one gets you the prize if you're the right caller tomorrow. And it's Kathy's holiday gift giveaway. She loves shopping so much. She did your holiday shopping for you. There's something for everyone. Over seven hundred dollars in prizes for this thing. And uh, they're all in our office. <laughs> they are all in our office. And you know what? One uh, that I just wanted to mention, uh, because it's my favorite, and you guys know I've been looking for this for a couple of years, but um, Macy's has a wine cellar, if you didn't know. Really? Uh, and they sent an advent calendar, a yes. wine advent calendar. Uh, it's awesome. So I mainly, saw, a... I mainly saw toys in there. There's a lot of toys. But but also you have yeah. adult toys. I've got... Well, not adult toy. You know yeah, what I mean. vibrators I don't and stuff. have adult toys. That is not included. Butt plugs, Benoit balls, the usual stuff, you know. Yeah. Strap on, yeah, flashlights, yeah, ball gags, yeah, all that oh stuff. God, Plenty of cool. things. Whips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have oh gifts God. for adults. Okay, that's gifts how for we adults. can say Very it. Good. What's a wine? What was the thing you wine said? Like, advent? Remember an advent? Wide advent. What's that mean? An advent calendar. When you were a kid, you'd uh, wine. Well, I know wine. You said wide. <laughs> 
Right. But anyway, go ahead. Do you Lyon. know what an advent calendar is? Uh-uh. Okay. It's the count. Catholic thing? Yeah, it's countdown to Christmas. I and forgot when, what that was. When you were a kid, there was, you know, there's a little door for each day and there was a little piece of chocolate. They've made it bigger and better and for adults. And now you open up a little door and there's a bottle of wine in there for it's you. It's not just Catholic. Oh, I've blocked all that out. Okay. <laughs> I love the advent calendar. I, I do one every year for, for my uh, wife. Yeah. Very cool. All right. There all it right. is. Uh, and there it is. So what's up on the show today, man? On the program today, we will have uh, workforce blocks, which will be fun, of everything from Bush to Fleetwood Mac to Rancid. Tim Armstrong's birthday was yesterday, but we did an hour and a half of uh, flying and uh, airline songs, so uh, we didn't get to any specific workforce blocks yesterday. So we will do that today. And uh, I want to remind folks again on Thursday to join us for the uh, traditional Thanksgiving show. Which will include uh, Alice's Restaurant at 10 a.m. and 12 noon and 2 p.m., which uh, people seem to like. They do. It's a tradition. I was in the uh, Wawa a couple of, about a month and a half ago, and this lady goes, oh, my God, I love love your Thanksgiving program. I said, I'm on about 300 other days of the year, too. (laughs) She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I love the Thanksgiving program. I go, you could tune in like on Monday. <laughs> not, not so much. Yeah, 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 I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't get the rest of it. But that uh, one day, that one day, boy, you're yeah. just on. You're just a cat's meow. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I've I've heard a couple of those. It just, yeah. I love it. Thanksgiving. Take them when you can get them. Man. Yeah, no, uh, you listen. Get yeah. You get what you get. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking, fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. I'm sure you saw those guys in the red jackets I while did. you were out there yesterday. Also brought to you by Wilmington University. Experience the Wilmu difference by visiting wilmu.edu. Tomorrow on the program, it's a Wednesday, so we're going to go live on Fox Good Day. And our 2019 Calendar Girl Hottie Cam Extravaganza. What? 2020. I wrote down the wrong You're right. Year. You did. <laughs> I'm such an 2020 <laughs> Calendar Girl Hottie <laughs> Extravaganza. Yeah. We'll reveal the ladies and who's on the cover. They don't even know who's they on the cover. They have no idea. All right, so that's tomorrow. Those things and more. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Again. Bye-bye. supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. If scheduling prevents you from attending in person, you can still make a difference. Stop by your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register. Just look for the Camp Out can when you go your donation goes towards foods that fill abundance needs most to help area families. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first.